Blog Talk Radio. You're now tuned in to Culture Freedom Radio, the home of Lions Vibe Radio, Liberation Tabernacle Ministry, and much, much more. Talk radio that wake up the minds of the people. So you think you got the solution? So do you think you got the solution? Most definitely, man. How y'all doing out there, family? How y'all doing out there? Welcome in to Culture Freedom Radio Network right here. One more time, coming live and direct from blogtalkradio.com. Hey, you in the house right here. We have Culture Freedom Radio in this house right here. And Lions Vibe Radio coming in on this Friday night. Almost definitely it is, y'all. April the 5th, 2019 it is, y'all. 2019 it is. 
Oh, man, we just getting along. We getting along tonight. Hey, we're coming in the house right here with another Friday night freestyle conversation with Lions Vibe Radio. The Lions are most definitely up in this house, up in this house with you tonight on this Friday night. How y'all doing, family? How y'all doing? Y'all had a fantastic day. Yeah, how about a week? How y'all week been going? Oh, it went, actually, I would say. How did it go this week, man? Did it get a lot of rain? Hell, did some of y'all get some snow? <laughs> what happened, man? I hope it's been a delightful week, man. Uh, most definitely, and you get ready to go into the weekend. We'd be like the OJs, man. We're about to live for the weekend. Most definitely, we live for the weekends. That's what we're about to do. But hey, tonight, man, we just got a freestyle um conversation tonight just like we did on uh what was that monday we was on man the time go back so fast y'all hell i can't keep up but tonight you know i i had a particular topic in mind that i I was going to do and i told the chief rabbi uh and first of all the show was always hosted by none other than your brothers that is the chief rabbi david israel and your good brother right here brother Ariya yahawadai yashala we are your gracious hosts right here on culture freedom radio whether it's lines Five radio um liberation tabernacle ministries and much much more we are your hosts right here uh but <clears throat> like i said i was talking to the chief and i had a topic that i want to get into actually a class we're supposed to get back into shabbat class tonight but um you know, some things have been on my spirit, and I've been getting some, as they say, revelation on some things. And um, so I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm still going to do that. We're still going to do this topic I want to get into because I really want to get into some serious modes. And uh, we got to crank this liberation tabernacle ministries up. And because there's some things, and it's just not us. And there's a lot of brothers and sisters that's out here teaching this Torah and teaching the uh, waking our people up and really just getting into this Torah base or people say Bible, whatever, and bringing some things. But I'm seeing some things um, as late, um, and I don't really want to, you know, we had Monday's show. We was talking about some stuff on Monday, and I really don't want to bring that up. But with this event that happened, I'm seeing our people, man, damn, it's, it's, our people in a bad fix more than I thought. And that's, I'm just going to say that our people in a bad fix more than I thought. I, and, and it's troubles, troublesome. I hope I said that word right. It's real troublesome, uh, about, okay, real, I got you, I got you. Um, about some of the things that I'm I'm seeing with our people with this event that happened, and I'm not really gonna just gonna touch on it because because people are pissed off, man, right now. <laughs> and our people, let me just say, like our people right now in a lot of our black people right here tonight now, state of mourning. Yeah, yeah, they're in a state of mourning right now here in the United States because of a certain person's death. That's all I'm gonna say because. And you mentioned something, anything about that person, like you want to be like you negative or whatever, man, they were ridiculed the hell out of you right now. But I'm not going to get into that. Um, so, but the topic that I'm going to be doing, man, and bring it up, and I think, I'm, I don't know, I might just pre-record it and upload it. But I got to get serious with this one right here, man, because I want to do a show. The, the title will probably be, it's about us turning from our wicked ways. It's about turning from our wicked ways. And it has nothing to do 
with this particular person's death, but it's something that's dealing with us as a people. And you got to understand the repercussions that happen when you live a wicked or a foul life or a disagreeable life. Let me put it that way. Things will happen. We in Yasha Allah, was Israel talk about, we know in the Bible talks about curses or things that are happened to you because of your deeds. Let's keep it like that. The Quran talks about deeds. Your good deeds and your bad deeds. And, you know, what we'll say, some people say, uh, in this comedic, not comedic, shall I get, in the conscious community, they talk about energy. Whatever energy type of energy you put out is what you're going to get back in return. So, but a lot of things, when you do certain things, you got to respect to get back certain energy. As we said in Yashallah, if you don't abide by the law, statutes, and commandments of the Most High, there will be curses that come upon you. So whatever, you know, there's different traditions that say different things. But I know with Yashallah, we say that, you know, certain things that we go against the laws and statutes, and commandments, we got to face certain consequences and certain, um, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for again, uh, curses that may come upon you. So I want to deal with some things in upcoming hope i can do it tomorrow or whatever gotta have a serious class well we're gonna talk about uh change your wicked ways that scripture because it's going into uh second chronicles will be my topic but it's it's serious man this is something that has to be talked about it's serious and because monday we was getting and i'm here to bring the chief in because Monday we were getting, and that's not the topic tonight, so family, I'm just getting, y'all you know, letting you know, and, and I'm, I'm very serious now, man, because something, a lot of stuff has been weighing on my heart real heavy as of this week, because looking at the situations that's been occurring, that has occurred, and just looking at our people, and the pro- thought process that I'm seeing our people have, um, damn. It's, it's, it's something it's serious, man. And I, I got to I got to get in serious mode. And because if we say here on Liberation Tabernacle Ministry, and I got to speak for myself. Say that we are uh, an elder, uh, high priest or whatever, or a priest. Got to start getting into serious modes and teach the words of the Most High because the words have been really hitting me with some stuff this week showing me some stuff and <clears throat> so I gotta get serious man we gotta bring it serious man cause our people man I got our minds uh, I don't think we know really how serious this thing is and we are making people gods saviors I'll go there. we're making people our saviors we talk about that how we always y'all know we've been saying that for couple of weeks, months, or whatever, how always we keep the scene to make people that uh, a savior to us. We always looking to make making someone a savior, a God sent, no, a damn Jesus, damn that, a Jesus. We always looking for this Jesus type. 
This Messiah. We're constantly looking for this Messiah. And like I said, man, I've just been saying some stuff that's been disturbing, man. I, 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 I promise y'all, it's, it's disturbing, man. There's, but we got to get in the people we put on pedestals are not deserving for those pedestals. They're not deserve those messenger messengerships. Can I say it like that? Those messengerships. And like, 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 hurry up! I gotta hurry up! I gotta hurry up because I gotta give a proverb or something. I gotta read a couple of things, my friend. I gotta hurry up, bring the chief here. But as I said the other day on Monday, when you want to make somebody out of your Messiah, you're looking for this Messiah, right? Torah that we as Yashallah, what we call Israel, we read and we study. And it talks about a Messiah, but he even let's go back to we'll jump to the New Testament, what they call the New Testament, the New Covenant. And when it talks about a lamb, we, we go back to sacrificial lamb, even in the Torah. Go back, we go back first. It has that sacrificial lamb have to be without blemish. And we can really go into Passover as well. But this lamb has to be without blemish. He has to be without any blemish. When you go looking by the lamb to be sacrificed for the Passover festivities, it 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 it, it can't be it have any blemish. So even when they talk about the Christians say that this person that they call Jesus in in, in this Hebrew community or Israelite community, they call them those who are in the messianic, they call them Yahawashai. They said that he he was without blemish, without stain. He was upright, perfect in his walk as the Messiah. So when we're looking at these people that we're putting on these pedestals and making them out to be the Messiah, are they are they without blemish, or, and are they without stain? What what is their life like, huh? That's why we talked about the other day, man. You cannot, as the um, New Covenant say, they call the New Testament, the Brit Harashah in Hebrew, the Brit Harashah, says you cannot serve two masters. You can either, you got to either love one or hate the other. You can't, you, you, you can't straddle the fence, sisters and brothers. You can't walk. Two roads at the same time. You can't travel two roads at the same time. You can't travel east and west at the same time. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta find it. You gotta find a direction which in, in which way you gonna go. You can't straddle the fence because you try to straddle that fence, and the fence might got barbed wire, and you might fall down and damage your groin. Ain't trying to get provocative. You gotta find which way you gonna go. So something we, and I'm gonna get into this man in this in this in, in the topic. I, I can't do it tonight, y'all. I'm, but I'm damn, <laughs> I'm gonna hold it back. But the thing, family, we 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 talk about all this material things that a person is what they contributing at and material thing, huh? I don't give a the Most High, not I. The Most High don't give a damn. 
Maybe I shouldn't have said both of those words together, but the most I don't give a damn about you building a building, you you giving out tennis shoes, you giving out T-shirts, you giving out clothes. And then at the same time, right, you 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 destroying people's mind with the filth, the images that you're portraying to the people. That's what we tried to uh, relate on Monday. You can't promote gangsterism. You can't promote holism. You can't promote killing your sisters and brothers. You can't promote, look, you can hand out all the tennis shoes, T-shirts, and I don't give a damn. You hand out turkeys at Christmas or Thanksgiving, but you cannot still go out here and sell drugs to the people and talk about you doing damn good. The most I don't give a damn about your turkeys, your tennis shoes, no nothing, because you're poisoning, you hurting, you killing the people. So the most high I don't give a damn about your turkeys. And I can't, I'm not to say, yeah, I can speak for the most high. But you know, when I read this Torah, man, when I read this word, the most high said you got to Second Chronicles. And I I, I got to say this, y'all. But I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm itching to go in, but I don't want to do that tonight. This, 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 I ain't ready yet. I ain't ready. You got to change your wicked ways, sisters and brothers. I give it to you. I just give y'all the scripture right fast. Second Chronicles 7 and 14 says that if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And, and here's the most here's the most important part, sisters and brothers, because a lot of y'all say y'all pray. You say you humble. You say you humble. But you say you pray, right? But the the most important key factor to this scripture that I I think is that you got to turn from the more wicked ways of yours. We got to turn from these damn wicked ways, sisters and brothers. And we wonder why we're going through the conditions that we're going through here in America. We wonder why God allowing us, we say God allowing us, the most high allowing us, why he ain't helping us. We've been here we said maybe 400 years through slavery, we doing this. Man, we praying, we calling out to God. We going to church, we going to the synagogue, we going to the mosque, we doing all this. God ain't seem to be hearing our call. He ain't seem to be hearing our prayer. That's because we living our life in filth. You might not, y'all, like, y'all might be on the wrong show tonight. I, I, I don't know. Y'all might be on the wrong show. Y'all might not want to listen to this one. Y'all might not want to listen to Coach of Freedom no more because the timeout is stopped. It's timeout for BSing and playing, family. I we got to get serious with this thing because we still want to live the filthy, filthy lifestyles that we got, and we wonder why we're going through the things that we're going through. See, Yash, Yashallah, we know this. We 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 know. We we know. We know what it is. We know what the dealio. But just knowing what the dealio is don't mean a damn thing if you ain't gonna do. What you know. So the thing is, family, that's why I said you can't walk the, you can't play, you can't walk, you can't stand on the damn line. Find a way to, find which side you're going to get on. So our most important part is, sisters and brothers, I'm trying to say, we got to change our wicked ways. And then what did he say? He said, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive your sins and I will heal your land. America, even herself. Need a healing. There's sickness in the land here in America. America needs a healing. Whether we say some of us are damn America, 
Yeah, and I can I can <laughs> almost vouch for that and say the same thing. But we got to not only humble yourselves, sisters and brothers, but pray, but you both of us seek the face, or they said the face, not the physical face, that's a metaphorical speaking. But we got to turn from our old wicked ways, sisters and brothers. All the stuff you can go give food to the homeless shelters, all you want. But when you get through running, leaving the homeless shelter, giving food to the homeless shelter, you're going back to smoking crack, selling your brother some crack, going to getting your Cadillac, taking a couple of your women out to the strip club, making them sell their bodies, huh? You 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 might go and get ready to do a drive-by on a brother or or a sister. Shit, y'all killing babies too and all that. Stuff. Look at here, sister, but you got to turn from the more wicked ass ways of yours. You can't. There's a there was a rap song, and damn, I know I said I got to hear and bring the chief in here, man. Y'all gonna make me start preaching up in here. But there was a rap song I remember said, "There's no such thing as a halfway crook." Let me say it again, y'all. There's no such thing as a halfway crook. Y'all remember that? I don't remember what damn song it was, but never mind. I just remember that part right there out of that song. There's no such thing as a halfway crook. Either your ass going to be a crook all the way, or you're going to be a crook no way at all. Or you're going to be a non-crook. Huh? Let me say it again. You're going to be a hat, you're going to be a full-time crook, or you're going to be goddamn it, not a crook at all. There's no such thing as a halfway crook. I like that right there. You're going to either come all the way with it, sisters and brothers. You're going to come all the way righteousness. Or you're going to leave it alone. And I'm, I, I, I got to throw down on that thing. But let me give y'all this one right here, man. We're going to talk about some other stuff. I'm going to bring up, even though I'm Elijah Muhammad. And I, I feel like going to the message of the black man. I feel like going to the nation of Islam style on some stuff tonight, too. But let me give y'all something from our good brother, Carter G. Woodson, right fast, man. Uh, the miseducation of the Negro. And I got to bring the chief on in here, man. Let's get this thing on tonight. But our good brother Carter G. Wilson says, when you control a man's thinking, you don't have to worry about his actions. You don't have to tell him to stand here or go yonder. He will find his proper place and he will stay in it. You, you don't need to send him to the back door. He will go without being told. In fact, if there is no back door, he will cut one for his special benefit, his education necessary. So, family, I had to read that one because a lot of our people, whoo, we got some stinking thinking. Damn. Stinking thinking. And it's the education or the miseducation that we have, because like this brother, good brother said, the miseducation of the Negro. Oh, we we have been so miseducated, we can't learn how to think for ourselves. We don't want to see the truth, even when the truth has been thrown at you. Now, that's one that Dr. York said I like right there. He said, don't duck when the truth is thrown at you. Don't duck when the damn truth is thrown at you. You better catch that goddamn truth. Now, if I'm throwing a rock at you, you better duck. If I'm if I'm throwing a shoe at you, you better do like George Bush did when they threw that shoe at his ass that time when he was making a statement. You better. But when somebody throw the truth at you, sisters and brothers, 
don't duck. God damn it, you better jump up. You better grab it with both hands. And God damn it, if you have to, take your shoes off and grab it with your goddamn toes. Well, let's get this thing going up in here tonight, man. Oh, uh, man, on Liberation Tabernacle Ministries, whatever this show is tonight, man. I don't know, y'all. I'm just got never got the spirit going. But here's one thing I want to say to you, right? I want to let Malcolm say one thing to y'all. Because this is what I've been seeing. I've been seeing all week that something happened. Come on, Malcolm. Tell him something right fast, man. I need you to say something. Oh, I see it. I see it again. You've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked. Bamboozled. Let us pray. Run on up. This is what he does. Thank you, Brother Malcolm. Thank you. Peace and blessings be upon our good Brother Malcolm X as well. Brother Amawale, because we most definitely been bamboozled, and we have been hoodwinked. Let me bring the chief in here. Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Chief Rabbi David Israel, man. Sorry about that, brother, but man, you know, man, I don't know. I got the, what you call it, Lashawan Kadash. Not the Lashawan Kadash. Ruach Kadash. There you go. I can't even get my words right. Peace to you, brother. Uh, hey, Shalom, Shalom. Peace to you. Man, um, everything's good, man. Everything's good. How's everything going on your end? Oh, yes, sir, brother. It's, it's going, brother. Like I said, most I've been, man. Whew. Been waking me up at night with some revelations, man. I, I kind of see what the, what they say now. And I'm not trying to y'all say I'm no special person. Bro, I've been in there sleep. I've been trying to sleep. And the most I've been giving me some revelations on stuff. And I've been like, why are you what, 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 Why is this stuff? And, you know, it just be like, what am I dreaming about? What is this stuff on my mind for? Why am I thinking about this? But it's you know, Chief. I've been carrying some stuff with you. I, we we ain't got to get into that, but what been some stuff, man? I woke up this morning, told my wife about some stuff, and lo and behold, some brother on Facebook chopping it up, saying some stuff. I got to send you these messages, brother. Sent me two days, man. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna. I don't even want to do no show on it and even bring it out. I'm just I'm just let the other people talk about it because you know people don't want. You know, they get mad, bro. They been getting mad at folks, bro, when they been saying something, brother David. So I ain't going to even touch the. We just going to get into the scriptures and do with the word. And I'm going to tell you, I got to tell you something, too, bro. I'm going to let you go ahead and uh, do what you're going to do, brother David. I was listening to the show uh, Across the Line Radio, and they had, uh, 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 what's his name, Zion Lex on it. Beautiful show. But I'll tell you about it, bro. I'll let you go ahead and finish. Then you're open. Shalom. Uh, shalom. Shalom. Uh, Shalom, Kwame Ashala, Ariya, Yahavada Yashala, Liberation Tabernacle, Chief Rabbi David Israel. Man, it was good to be up there, man. I will let you keep going, but like I said, I got to. High priest be getting it in. That's all I got to say. High priest, that's why I say that. He look. He the high priest for a reason. That's the reason why God God ordains you to be high priest. See, well, like I said, up. many are called, but only a few are chosen. Come, yes, so sir. scripture say in Deuteronomy seven and three, neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter shalt thou shalt not give unto his son. 
nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. Scripture saying, Deuteronomy 28 and 37, thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, where the Lord lead thee. Okay, the reason why I'm getting into those scriptures. Yes, sir. Because last week we were talking about Nipsey Hussle. All right, now, you know, we all want to claim he's black. I've been noticing a lot of y'all have been saying that he is Jesus Christ. Hold on, no. One more time. Repeat that. Oh, you, 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 you seen what, my brother? I seen people saying Nipsey Hustler was Jesus Christ because he was crucified when he was 33. Just oh, like yeah. Jesus. Oh, I yeah. heard somebody say that. Yes, sir. Tell y'all, but Nipsey Hustler is an A-Rad. Okay. Here's a damn A-Rad. You know, his mama is a Creole. They ain't black. I don't give a fuck what none of y'all say. Y'all gonna have to, y'all gonna have to uh, call the police on your own self. Okay, y'all are committing, committing, man, committing, com- committing to a damn person who is wrong is hell. Okay? Nipsey Hussle was promoting marijuana. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. Marijuana is the new crack. Anybody that's pushing this shit, (laughs) I'm going to tell y'all something wrong with them. Something wrong with them. And there's criminals just like the street corner nigga. So when I see brothers like Nipsey Hussle or Arab brothers like Nipsey Hussle, I look at a damn cornerstone man. The ones that giving y'all dope bags in front of y'all in front in y'all community. DJ Collin, French Montana. These are all Arabs who we are allowing in our community, who we are praising. The Arab cornerstone, okay, they don't give a fuck about y'all. The Arabs, the Latinos, they the ones bringing the drugs in the black community. So for you all to push this nigga, y'all wrong. Yeah, y'all are wrong. I don't give a fuck what y'all say, man. It's time for y'all on these motherfuckers. Same way they call it immigration or all these motherfuckers ain't from here. It's time for y'all to call immigration on some of these cornerstone motherfuckers. Next, your hustle. I don't no respect for this next. Fritz Montana, I don't have no respect for him. DJ Collett, I don't have no respect for him. Most honorable lives, mama talked about sport and play. 
And that being uh, gambling, alcohol, or drugs, you know, and and this is something y'all got to look into, man. The Arabs, they they don't do these things. But they sell them to you all. You know, it's just how y'all are putting this man up as Jesus. You know, Rick Ross, I saw the rapper Rick Ross got a tattoo of Nipsey Hussle. All of y'all said, Rick Ross, again, I said, got a tattoo of Nipsey Hussle. Kodak Black did, got a damn tattoo. You know, this is something y'all got to look at, man. Y'all are pushing this Arab motherfucker. Okay. You know, you know, this is just fucking disgusting, man. Nigga sold drugs. Nigga rapped about, he called your damn black sisters bitches and hoes. And all y'all gonna do is push this man because of a damn Dr. Sabi documentary. You know, call him because he want to talk about Dr. Sabi. Dr. Sabi, okay. Before, before there was a Dr. Same, there was something called Tor. After Tor, you had people like Oliver Lodge Mama who had how to eat the lid. Okay, Dr. Savy wasn't all that. I'm going to put it there, Dr. Savy wasn't all that. Okay? If y'all rappers... That 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 have this knowledge about Dr. Saving. How come y'all ain't make the damn documentary? How come y'all ain't ain't ain't, ain't, ain't tapped into his knowledge? You have people like Professor Grip. You know, don't mean to be rude nothing, but Dr. Saving is well known around a lot of places, especially in the rap community. Don't give credit this Arab motherfucker. All because he is pushing some nutrition like Dr. Savy. Dr. Savy wasn't all that. You had people like Dr. Layla Africa who who talk about who talk about health. You had Honorable Lives Mom had how to eat the live. Talk about health. The old testament in the Torah taught about health, what she eat which you should not do how to cure yourself of disease. So for y'all say he made, the reason why they killed him is because of a Dr. Savy documentary. Y'all are wrong. Okay? So this Arab who y'all are bigging up, he should have been gone a long time ago. He should have been gone a long time ago. Okay? He should have been gone a long time ago. Okay? So, this Nipsey Hustle, you know, deal, I don't want to hear it. I don't. You know, y'all say we mean, uh, can you hear me? High priest. Con, con. Can, this, 
this so-called Dr. Savy documentary that's being made. Y'all just save it. All y'all niggas want to talk about this nigga. Yeah, all because of a Dr. Savy documentary. Man, shit. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. They ain't, just because somebody make a documentary about somebody and they get killed doesn't mean that's the reason why. The Sabi wasn't really even uh, talking about too much. He wasn't really saying nothing different than Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Dr. Layla Africa, okay, and Queen of Food. He wasn't saying nothing different. And I'm going to tell you something, Dr. Sabi, Dr. Sabi, okay, he ain't the only one who said he had the cure for AIDS. Dr. Aleem Abdul Muhammad of the Nation of Islam in Washington, D.C. Some of you all might remember this. If any of y'all was in the Nation of Islam, like I was in the Nation of Islam. Come on, Blade. Bring it on home, bro. Woo, I'm glad you touched Dr. on that, Dr. Dr. Aleem Muhammad. Okay, Dr. Aleem Abdul Muhammad had the cure for HIV. He had HIV clinics back in the late 80s. It was a pastor by the name of Pastor Willie Wilson who helped him to start some of these AIDS clinics in D.C. back in the 90s and late 80s. If you all look up Dr. Aleem Muhammad, I know you. Anybody who remembers this, this was around the task force, Prince Hakeem, and Dope Busters era in the Nation of Islam. Dr. Lee Muhammad had AIDS clinics. He had clinics curing cancer and HIV back in the late 80s, back in the late 80s and early 90s. So for you all to say, well, Dr. Savy is the first one to do this. He ain't the first one to do this shit. He wasn't. So Dr. Savy wasn't this big, big scientist like you all are thinking about. Okay? So when you're hearing this shit, y'all got to give this shit up, man. Y'all got to give this shit up. Really, man. Don't mix. Okay? <laughs> something righteous doing with some wrong doing like Nipsey Hussle. Okay? Because this ain't what it's all about. Nipsey Hussle was into criminal activity. Okay? He was into uh, drugs, gang banging, uh, pimping. You know, that, that, this is shit he was into. Don't try to act like because, oh, he was talking about the safe documents. Like he, this is the reason why. This ain't the reason why. No, sir. And they have had other Dr. Savy documentaries. And I, trust me, I remember. Dr. Lela Africa, Dr. Savy, uh, 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 so many brothers. Dr. Abdul Aleem Muhammad, Dr. Aleem Abdul Muhammad, uh, you know, so many brothers, 
okay? So many brothers. As a matter of fact, Queen of Fools said she had to cure for HIV. She was actually curing people. Hmm. Okay, she had her clinic. Okay? So, uh, and, and hell, there's a, another sister, Dr. Soon Yada Amin. She's supposed to be a health specialist where she dealt with this. Okay, where she has dealt with this. Uh, cancer and all that. Uh, and, and so, you know, all this shit that you all, are, um, you know, uh, 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 are getting into with this Dr. Savy Doc foolishness, it's got to go. It has got to go, man. Okay? It's got to go. And Nipsey Hustle, man, I'm going to tell you something. These Arabs are taking over our community, are destroying us. There's a brother by the name of, an uh, Arab brother by the name of Marley Maul. Not the Marley Maul, Maul from uh, the, um, not Marley Maul, not the, be confused with Marley Maul from um from back Grand in the nineties, right? <laughs> okay, not Grandmaster Flash, Marley Maul, but Marley Maul, M O L L Y M A L L. This is an Arab brother who is who is married to Nikki Muharis from Love and Hip Hop. He just had his house raided for human trafficking, drug trafficking. He, is, uh, he was under investigation for this. This has been in the news. And these is both Arab, Moroccan, holding people. So you all have to keep in mind that Arabs are promoting this filth in our community. Okay. So if Allah Subhanahu is taking these Arabs away, it has to be done. It has to be done. Okay, it has to be done. The scriptures say in Deuteronomy. Let me get out this scripture. Yes, sir. No, Deuteronomy twenty eight. And uh, 43. Now, Deuteronomy 28 and 15. Let's get Deuteronomy 28 and 15. Deuteronomy 28 and 15. It says, But it shall come to pass if thou shalt, thou wilt not hearken uh, to the voice of Yahweh to observe all. His commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. So, you know, the Most High is punishing, punish Nipsey Hussle. The Most High punishing is Molly Maul. The Most High is punishing these Middle Easterners for all the wrongdoing that they have done. Okay? For all the wrongdoing that they have done. 
Okay? The wrongdoing. 400 years of slavery was done under the oppression of the of the Arabs. The transatlantic slave trade, the uh, Barbary Coast Wars, was all started by the Arabs. And so us getting into this, it's some, this is something we need to get into. Okay? Arabs started the slave trade. Okay, the 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 the, uh, uh, the Arabs own Europeans. Even in the Quran, Bilal Ibn Rabah was an Ethiopian Jewish beta Israel slave. The one that called Adan. You always hear them say, "Oh, Bilal was a uh, was a, a black." You you always hear these motherfuckers when you in Islam. I practiced Islam for seven years. Yes, sir. I always heard the Arabs, you know, say, "Oh, Bilal was black." I'm like, "What? You know, who else is black? Bilal was black." The damn Arabs call black folks slaves. So Nancy Hustle, okay, Nancy Hustle. Ain't thinking y'all motherfuckers is some human beings. He ain't thinking y'all is no human beings. Okay? Deuteronomy 28 and 43. Let's see. Deuteronomy 28 and 43. It says, The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. So, he was he got those corner stores. He owned apartment complexes because he was a stranger, because he was a foreigner. Okay? Molly Maul, Nikki Muharis, them her Arab motherfuckers. They get up above you in your community. Okay? Master Farad Muhammad. You know what I'm saying? The Pakistanis, they're all them motherfuckers. Can't come over here. You always wonder why, how they get all this money. Because they allow yeah. them to come over here and get everything. The, the Ethiopians too, brother. Even the Ethiopians. They're going to keep throwing that in there. Well, he was Ethiopian. Throw that in there too. The Ethiopians own all this oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Ethiopians own all the cab companies. Yeah, I'm glad to say that, high priest. They yeah. sell do. Especially around where I live at, the Ethiopians, the Moroccans. And the Somalians, uh, Moroccans, you own all the cab companies and all the pizza places, too. All the little pizza places, the little uh, Italian pizza places are all owned by the Middle Eastern and the Northern Africans. Okay? And so when you hear Nipsey hustling all that, man, y'all got to get this shit up. Cardi B, shit, y'all got to get that up. That funky ass, pussy ass, light skinned lady, man, fuck them. These little Latino women, y'all gotta get that shit up. This is goddamn. This is fucking. They white folks. They white folks. They. That's why they get out up there like that. They. I don't give a fuck. Just I consider these motherfuckers white. They white. 
They live no good Caucasian lifestyle. Woo. Let me give that you one of these. Was... Let me give you this. Good, <laughs> <laughs> you going in. They live in this. You go. You look at Arabia. You know how they, these Arab countries. The Saudis got ladies dancing around. They all riding in Rolls Royces and Bentleys and shit. You know it's this. They all riding around in Rolls Royces, Bentleys. You know while you look at the black, black them African countries, us the black black countries starving. By these Arabs right around here, lavish. You know what I'm saying? Of uh, uh, smudges. I appreciate you. Remember we used back in Islam. You know, I don't know if you did this when you was in the Islam. But these motherfuckers were uh, walking around with the long dish dashes and the little turban things on their head. You, 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 you know what? You know what, high priest? The, the damn, you know that I've been over there before. The, uh, the rich Muslims wear the little samajas with the eagles on their hat. That's how you know they class. Because they wear samajas and eagles and long white dresses. So I'm going to tell you something. Y'all got to look at these motherfuckers. These sandal wearing Arabs and these damn hair motherfuckers and they got them Latino, uh, Latin Latinos, y'all gotta really watch out for them, man. They come over here to gain an economical foothold on your ass. They don't care about no fucking Dr. Savy and no curing the AIDS. He hell, you know what? He'll probably get, when you get through, I want to. When you get through, I want. I want to tell you to insert one thing for you. That I know because I know you're gonna teach on this. You've been teaching on this. But I just want to throw one part to tell you right fast. I watched a documentary they had on YouTube about the uh, Nipsey Hussle in his store that he had, the marathon. And they were showing some of the commercials about him making a commercial for the store. In a way, I'm glad it wasn't no sisters in it because, they, you know, half-ass news. We get we don't want to see our sisters no more. Half-ass news. But, for, by the way, but it was just something that you had. You keep on pushing and reiterating all the time. And, you know, I kind of disagree with you, you know, on several shows a long time ago. But it, like I said, but the most how I make this stuff manifest. But anyway, bro, in this commercial I, I, that he was making for his store to advertise that marathon store shows, I mean, uh, uh, commercial for, for the store, it was no, everybody keep hollering what he's doing for the community happened. But brother, there was no so-called African-American in his commercial. They all were... I don't know, man, what the hell, you know, other ethnic groups or, you know, not with no, with no Europeans in it, but sort of like uh, um, maybe Cubans or something like that. Dominican, they were something, bro. They were not what we considered as African-Americans in none, of, in none of his commercials from the documentaries I saw. I mean, the documentary I saw about the commercials. And and I, I really didn't want to even get, get into that. I'm going to throw it back to you, but I just want you, because I, I know you didn't see it. I didn't share that with you. But brother, that's what I saw, and I and I thought about you, in in that I was like, damn, and I saw his his ex baby mama, and his new one. They talk about all oh, this he and African, but bro, 
they keeping that bloodline. Uh, ain't no African American in this bloodline. Not from his ex girlfriends to his new so called girlfriend, whatever. And all the women is in that commercial, brother. They were not no damn African Americans. So I just throw that out there to you, brother. I didn't want to even get into that, but I throw you that alley because I know that's your specialty. I'll let you back in there, brother. There you go. Shalaki. No, you good, high priest. High priest, you know, you good. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Them motherfuckers, they all make sure they help each other out financially. Like, like matter of fact, Griselda Blanca. I don't know if you remember her name. Griselda Blanca. She was uh, the uh, drug lord. Yeah, I don't know if you remember Griselda Blanca, the drug lord, the Latino drug lord. Uh, I don't. It don't the sound only, familiar, but go ahead, brother. Griselda Blanca. The only reason why she was going with that black brother by the name of Charles Crosby is to push out the drugs. Mm. When they do use niggas, it's to do wrong. Yes, sir. And I noticed that if you going, if you if you deal with them. They only deal with motherfuckers from the Caribbean. They only deal with motherfuckers that are Spanish or Caribbean. And I and you know what? A lot of them don't push black Americans that much. They don't. And when you get around them, they don't want you to push black Americans. Matter of fact, the Hebrew community, a lot of twelve tribe trot Negroes do this shit too. You know, if you go in the camps, a lot of them, you know, that that finance these camps, a lot of the Latinos and the Arabs and the West Indians, a lot of them don't push black Americans that much. A lot of them don't. They don't. A lot of them don't want black Americans around no more. I know that they don't want black Americans around no more. We are being replaced. So... High priest, I'm glad you brought that shit up. Kodak Black, he Haitian. Nipsey Hussle, he was goddamn Creole and Arab. And, and, and high priest, I, I want to throw something out for you. High priest, are you listening? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why you, you were saying that, how he only hired his own or people that are from other ethnic groups, I want to throw out that something. His yes, ex-girlfriend has a damn Arab last name. Mm-mm. I saw that. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been researching, brother. I've been peeping stuff. Cause I've been going through looking at who his mama is. You know, I sent you the picture of his mama and all yeah, that. Yo, and she look like an Arab. Yeah, she don't even look Creole. That his mama don't even <laughs> look Creole. She, she look a little Arab. I thought she was African American. No, she look a lot African-Americans are supposed to be. And, and, and you know what, high priest? Fuck light-skinned women. They ain't black. I don't give and a fuck. I got light-skinned the... light motherfuckers in my family. Light-skinned people ain't black. And see, this they is the point black. we're trying to make, bro. See, they don't think we hate, man, and trying to talk bad about somebody. But the point about it is, bro, our people have been pushing this savior complex, and that's the most shit I ain't gonna even go into, y'all. I'm gonna let y'all find this shit out on y'all. 
And that's when people are talking about it, but I ain't gonna even mention it because you know, because y'all all people get brother, people been getting mad about this shit, man. About dude, man. That, I mean, after these black folks have been so called because he gave them a goddamn couple of pair of tennis shoes, he gave them this, he gave, but they ain't bought. But the thing was, bro. See, this is what I'm saying. It's like they, they love the Democratic Party because what? They get them fucking food stamp. They get them goddamn welfare. See, we love folks giving us, and, and I wouldn't be folks because, but they love, we love it when folks give us shit and do stuff for us instead of us, like Honorable Muhammad said, getting up off our re-ends, doing stuff for our goddamn selves. Brother, I seen some stuff that really just pissed me the hell off, and it, made, it, it was sad at the same time. They got um, this picture they combined together with Hollis Selassie and Nipsey Hussle together. And you know what that impl- implicates, don't you? What was Hollis Selassie? What they really call Hollis Selassie? They, kind of, they worship him. A lot of them worship him. And they said he's the Christ. So when you put, and I saw that comparison, I'm like, damn. I'm already looking at Hollis Selassie, and they, I know that they call him the Christ, uh, uh, the Christ, because I remember Dr. York wrote a book. Is Hollis Selassie really the Christ? I remember he wrote that because that's what a lot of them say. He's the Christ. He's the, so they think that he's the line of Judah. So when they put that shit together, that already the correlation is he's the Christ. I've seen a video supposed to have been at the, at, at the shoot when he got killed. It looked like a, a Hispanic guy or something said that Nipsey Hussle is a god. He's a god. This is what this a Latino said at the, at the so-called shoot at the crime scene. So, I, once again, what we, and then people probably wonder, well, why y'all, man, why y'all so hot? Like, I had somebody ask me that. Man, so what? So what's the difference does it make? That let me know right there. Is this the problem with our people? The 85%. The eighty-five percent is honorable Elijah Muhammad said, they deaf, dumb, and blind. So they always would say, "So what difference does it make?" So, so don't keep uh, don't keep fussing about you don't own shit. <laughs> Excuse my French, but you don't own nothing. And and, and why are we this year? How come this year? Because, like you said, what difference does it make when the Arabs, when everybody else? The Hindus, everybody else come in your in your neighborhood, own stuff. When you don't control, what, the, what how they say it? You don't you don't control, uh, own the uh, uh, your own food. You how you get your food in your neighborhood. You don't own how the money being structured in your neighborhood. All you do is spend. That's why we got so much spending power, not coming in power. Not money coming back receiving power, but spending power because you give your money to everybody else. And let me say this here. I, I just we coming at you, brother. Just this is something I found, brother, ironic. Brother Dave. And, and that showed this madness. The madness of us, brother. When our brother said it the other night, but I saw it. I ain't gonna even say what he saw, but I, I saw it. That he was said he was selling mixtapes to these fools. I'm gonna say it for a hundred dollars, brother. A hundred dollars for a mixtape. That's how people can man come in, brother. We will pay a hundred dollars for a fucking mixtape. 
That's how people can come into our neighborhoods and they know we some of our people are so simple. There's a scripture in the Bible, bro. I can't even remember what it is right now. And and, and it was a proverb and it says uh what was it? Simple people. About, about something about simple people. How long will you love simplicity? Is in one of those proverbs. And I'm I'm gonna have to find that one. But how long would you love you know that scripture, brother? Yeah, I know and, and high priest. Not yes, not cut y'all but but but, go ahead, but brother, go ahead. when you were just saying that about the Arabs coming into our community, when you look into the book of Ezekiel and talked about the first chapter, it talked about the cloning and shit. How you have people that look like the people on earth. How you have creatures that look like humans in the book of Ezekiel, the first chapter. I don't know if y'all noticed this or not, but they got a show called The Shaws of Sunset. Hmm. And I noticed this. It's about uh, Iranians living in California. And one of the Iranian girls is... uh, married Jermaine Jackson okay and his son I'm going to tell you something and just, and just the truth I'm going to tell you this, this yes, sir. most of these Iranian girls or Arab girls got butt implants breast implants that tan like a motherfucker Trying to look like black women. Hmm. I, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but these Arabs, Latinos, are always coming to our community trying to look like black people. I don't know if you know this or not, but these and light-skinned black motherfuckers, light-skinned folks, always trying to look like black people. But have you noticed that when you ask them, are they black, they rep their nationality over their damn skin color. You notice that? <laughs> I don't know if y'all notice this or not, but most of them Cardi B, butt implants, breast implants, lip injections. You look at the porn star Pinky. I thought she was black, but she's goddamn Italian. Got butt implants, breast implants, damn. got lip injections. She's not black. She's full-blooded Italian. Uh, uh, what's her damn name? Uh, 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 uh Hope Bush, these ladies. Uh, Hope Bush, these light-skinned folks are just white people with black tans, with tans. That's all they are. And I don't know if y'all gonna, when y'all gonna wake up and notice this, and I got light-skinned people in my family. They're the devil. They just white people in a darker shade of darker skin. That's all they is. When, when uh, Dr. Yuck asks, are there black Europeans? These are the new Europeans. Yeah, they're black devils. Black devils. Let, and I've done this with, with a lot of light-skinned people. The scripture said, James 1 and 8, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. 
they act more white than black. Mm. Matter of fact, Nipsey Hussle, girl, uh, girl, wife that he had married, uh, uh, what's her name? Laura London. She, she, that ghetto act is full of shit. Her dad's white. Her dad's white. Her dad's a white Jewish man. She grew up in Beverly Hills. Ain't nothing ghetto about this bitch. Okay, she didn't grow up broke. Okay, or, or in country or broke in the ghetto. She didn't grow up that way. So y'all gotta watch these motherfuckers. Y'all gotta really watch them. These mm. damn light skinned motherfuckers. All that little trying to act black and shit. That shit gotta go. It's gotta go. And she like it, bro. And I and I mentioned that about about, about her the other day uh, about her about him marrying somebody like her and not no African American brother asked me, oh man, what what difference does it make, man? She look good, she fine. I said, see, that's the pro. It, 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 but again, once again, it always be what difference does it make when you bring some up to what difference does it make? What difference does it make? That's what I'm saying. What difference does it make? That's what the question they always ask. So what? So what, man? You know, see, that's why your ass is in the fix that you with because it don't make no difference. I got to, oh, okay, it, it, you're right. It don't make no difference. It don't make no difference. Just keep on suffering. Just keep on suffering and wonder why you ain't got the damn thing because it don't make no difference. And here's the scripture right fast, bro. Uh, uh, and just, I promise, I'm finna get you, I'm finna get you. The scripture I'm talking about, about simplicity, this chapter, uh, uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 22, and I get to you. Verse 1, Proverbs 1 and 22, it says, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity, and the scorners delight in scorning, and fools hate knowledge. It said again, y'all, it says, fools Hate knowledge. So that ain't me said this. That was our good brother, Brother David. I mean, not David is Israel, the brother Dawood with the Proverbs, man. Giving that wisdom, man, because this so how long you simple ones when you love simplicity? How long are we gonna love this simplicity and 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 let these people play? Uh, and I and I had some I wanted to throw up right there. I, uh, I'm gonna say, can you hear that? One? It ain't but a couple of minutes. I forgot. Let me. I want to play this one right for for the brother uh, uh, from Honorable Minister Lewis. Let me know you can hear that first brother day because I'm bootlegging. Hey, right hey, hey, my brother, Papa, to think about you. Don't hear this? Can you hear today? Yeah, yeah. Think. Oh, yeah. Okay. I I want to play the old, old Honorable Minister. I'm gonna, uh, I can't. Uh, hey, you go ahead. I'm gonna say one thing. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Also, you must have. A lot of these so-called black leaders are, are yeah, so-called black leaders aren't from here. You know, it's that shit, too. That's another thing. A lot of our so-called black, like, like Farrakhan, he got damn family West Indian and from the islands. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad was Asian. He was really a damn Korean. Mass for Rob Muhammad was an Arab. The God. Matthew, what? Yeah, I said the God of the Nation of Islam. You're right. When? Yeah, for Rob Muhammad was an Arab. Uh, even the Hebrew Israelites. Well, you Hindu. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Wentworth Matthews. He was a Barbadian. 
And what was that? Oh. Uh, uh, the dude with the uh, Ahmadiyya Society and Palestinian oh. brother, Palestinian oh, dude. Oh yeah, Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Siddiqui. Yeah, Something Muhammad here. Siddiqui. Yep. Yeah, Muhammad Siddiqui. Hell, even Noble Ali was a was a damn was a he won't black. He was goddamn. He was goddamn um, Arab. Arab too. He was an Arab. And he was him. And who else? Who else? Uh, who who else was? Uh, but know. you know. But hell. Oh, but, but, and, and, and let me throw up. Let me throw up. Let me throw throw <laughs> throw on it here, day. And even. Now they're gonna say what difference does it make from Africa? Do motherfuckers don't let me throw in another one. And see, even if he wouldn't, they always gotta make it look like they come from over there somewhere. Even Dr. York said he was from Sudan. Remember that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and his and his father, Sheikh Daoud. They said they did it. And he made it so special because they was from over there somewhere. But yeah, he he, he did I'm he's from the Sudan. And he was from the Muhammad family. Yeah, and you know what? His wife was a damn uh, Arab. Uh, Sheikh Dao's wife. Sheikh Dao's wife was a Arab. Mm-hmm. We love, we love something. We love other than we love somebody else from somewhere. Else. But I'm gonna play the right fast. I gotta hear him get justice in here. I know he's gonna whoop. He's gonna jump on us when he get in here. He Tell Puerto Rican. Justice Puerto Rican. God, that's nothing. I justice is is Puerto Rican. Y'all love motherfuckers rather cut justice Puerto Rican. He a little J Balvin looking uh, uh spit. Oh shit. Let me let me play this right fast. This is old Minister Farrakhan. About what they went through to get you where you are. Come on. And think about your mother and think about the mothers. Mm. of those whose lives we have taken. And if you went to a funeral of your homies and you witnessed the mother's crying, Mm. how could you leave there not feeling that pain and go and kill another mother's child. There's something wrong with us that we have become so cold, so callous, and so hardened that life day is called Stop the killing, but I'm not going to stay here long tonight. I just want to share a few points with you because my role now is a bearer of good news and warning. I'm going to tell you what the good news is first, and then I'll close with the warning. And beg you from my love for you to stop the killing because in a few days, most of you 
will be dead. I'm going to say it again. I'm looking at a funeral parlor. I'm looking at a funeral parlor. I'm going to start with Muslims. Because see, we have knowledge. Most of us that are in the mosque or in the masjid that were taught by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you know what your brothers and sisters may not know of who you are and who they are. And if they don't know who they are and you know, then what is the duty of the civilized man? And if the civilized man fails to perform his duty, what must be done? Do you think being a Muslim means you dress up in a suit and a tie or in a long dress and go to a mosque and hear a lecture and then leave your people where they are? Some of you walk right by your brother. Won't say nothing to him. Walk by the prostitute. As though she's some dirty thing when you know what you were brought from. You walk by a gang banger. You don't say nothing to it when you know what you were brought from. When the nation of Islam went down, our light went out. And the darkness covered the people. And out of that darkness came up men and women of hardness like the creatures of darkness. I've been teaching you all for 50 damn years. And I'm tired of looking like I'm some damn entertainer that you come out to hear, then take your dumb self back and do the same damn thing you've been doing. It's all over after tonight. Tell them, brother Nelson, they don't hear you. Whether you're in the masjid or in the mosque, we have to come back together and lift up a light in the darkness or we are sentenced to death. I'm I'm turning you over to death after I finish with you tonight because I'm tired of grieving mothers 
had babies to cemetery. And we can't wait to smoke another one. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing us bowing down saying prayers in hypocrisy while our people are dying in the street. I'm tired. And I will not be coming back this way. I'm through. I have already taken too damn much time. You will never be able to charge me with not teaching you your blood is not on my hands. But the blood of the people that are dying in the street, they're on the hands of every one of you who fail in your duty as a civilized man and a civilized woman. It ain't about wearing no damn long white dress. It ain't about no bow tie and uniform. And hop hop, hop hop, and hop hop, hop hop, hell. I'm a reflection of another power. You know that I couldn't do what I'm doing if God was not with me. I've known him since a child, and I became more acquainted with him when I met the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and I've surrendered my life to him, and I'm willing to die for you if my death would bring you up from where you are, I would die in the next minute because I can't bear to live and see you like this. I can't bear the pain of these mothers. And if I can't do nothing to change the reality that put these grieving mothers where they are, what the hell is the sense of living? That's what I'm talking about. Now, he deserve a line on that. I'll give it to him. Now, on that, there's a lot that I, I like from that when I think about it. And, and just, we finna get you, man. There's a lot in there, and, and he's right. And see, I played that because, see, this is why y'all probably be wondering, man, culture freedom, man, y'all hating. Y'all hating on this. Y'all doing that. Because the, number one, like he spoke to talking about the Muslims. But we come in here with Yashallah because this is what we represent, Yashallah or Israel. Our job, still again, he said, coming from the, from the uh, uh, Supreme Wisdom Lessons, what is the duty of the civilized? And that's to teach civilization to the uncivilized. So despite no matter what, we say we are civilized man and woman. So we're trying to wake up those civilized, those 85%. So you may not agree. It's just like it says again, how long you simple ones will love simplicity. 
and it says you fools hate knowledge. And not that we calling you fools, but the thing, how long will you love it, sister, brother? So if we as civilized men and women like Farrakhan said about those in the nation, they know. So that is their duty to teach those who don't know. So even in this, sisters and brothers, y'all might be saying that somebody was trying to stop the gang violence, stop the gang violence. Well, goddammit, you going you trying to put the gangs together to stop the violence. Well, okay, just say you stop the violence. But let me ask you something. Are you gonna stop how what why are they having a violence and banging on each other? Because for turf wars, drug sales, and all of those damn the negative things. So if you do stop them from banging each other, they agree we're going to stop killing you, brother, because just, just don't come violate our territory. Let, no, we're going to sell our drugs in peace. Don't come bothering us. We're going to. As long I don't give a damn what, as long as they're still in that mentality, they have that damn. Gangster mentality They still gonna sell drug, Drugs Our sisters out here as prostitutes You ain't solving a damn problem So I don't tell me that Don't give me that bull crap They're talking about He, stopping, he was gonna help stop the gang violence God damn it He ain't stopping, stopping Telling them to stop selling them goddamn drugs to our family In the goddamn community because number one, he was selling fucking marijuana in the goddamn community. I know y'all love that fucking marijuana. Snoop Dogg them too. So stop all the motherfucking excuse my friends, y'all. Shalaki, yeah, Shalaki. Most I forgive me. But until you stop all that bullshiggity selling the goddamn drugs, you forever gonna have fucking violence. Look how long they've been fighting turf wars with each other over fucking drug territory. Who going to run the drug trade in this area? So don't sell us. Don't sell our people this bullshiggity about nobody's trying to, trying to stop the gang violence. You stop them from selling this poison to our goddamn people, destroying the people's minds. Until we change the mindsets of our people, we ain't stopping no damn violence. We're not stopping the other bad behaviors to the mind. We got to have a resurrection of the mind. I have said again, y'all, as Paul said, we got to take on a new man. Take off the old and put on a new. And if you ain't doing that, you ain't stopping a damn thing other than that. Things going to go on. Business. As usual, so the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan laid it out, man, to his people. Like he said, he tired of y'all with this bull crap. That's with the nation. Yasha Allah, if y'all ain't over here doing the same thing, trying to teach y'all people, y'all, it's some damn Israelites over here chilling that bull crap that was going on with, with dude. Y'all got to wake up. Like they said, wake up and smell the goddamn coffee. It ain't got to be coffee. It can be whatever. You better wake up and realize. Like Dr. York said, realize the lies. So we got to get this bad behavior. To civilize, you got to wake up those 85%. What is 85%? Who is 85%? The uncivilized, the poison animal eaters, the slaves of the mental death and power, people who do not know the living God and their origins in this world. 
I'm reading Supreme Wisdom lesson, y'all. And they worship that which they do not know. And who are easily to be led in the wrong direction and hard to be led in the right. So, oh, man, Honorable Elijah Muhammad laid that blast part out. Y'all, we said it one more time. We easily be, to, to be led in the wrong direction. The media are leading y'all in the wrong direction, giving y'all these damn lies. So you easily be led in the wrong direction by the mainstream media. So when you get somebody like a, a Liberation Tabernacle Ministry and, and, and he would ever come with that message, you don't want to hear that because you love what you love. You love this this goddamn uh, 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 gangster rap culture that is destroying your your community. You love because you're going to smoke on your trees. You love that. You don't want to hear. See, it's too goddamn easy to be led in the wrong direction. You don't want to go down the right because why you don't want to live a righteous life? Because you got to give up some things. You got to give up some stuff. Oh, you ain't ready to go all the way yet. Huh? You ain't ready to go all the way yet. You want to you want to do you you want to still ding, uh, dabble a little bit in this world. See, the scriptures tell us, man, look, you can't be friends of the world. You can't be friends of this world because this world, like I said the other day, you can get all the money in the world, family. You can have all the money in the world. I posted on Facebook earlier. You have all the money in the world. But when that damn deaf angel come to you, the deaf angel come to get you for all your day. And, and you, your money, you can't buy him. Let me see exactly what I have posted. You're not going to pay off that deaf angel. When he come to get you. So go on, run out there and get all the money you want. Here we go, y'all. This is what I'm sitting up there. All the money in the world won't save you when the deaf angel come to get you. It ain't going to come to get you. So when you out here doing your dirt, as baby boy said, when you out here doing your thug fizzle, robbing, stealing, gangbanging, whatever the hell you doing, you ain't got no, you don't have no business. And the most high send that deaf angel... Go out there and get him. Go get him. You have a pocket full of money. You can have a truckload full of money. You can't buy that deaf angel. You're going to have to bring your tail on here. Come on. I got to come get you. I ain't ready to go. It ain't what you want, dog. It ain't what you want. You could have had a life of, uh, of longevity, as Dr. King said. You could have had a life of uh, a longevity if you had a did what you were supposed to. But since you didn't want to hear the commands, you got to go. You out of here. Well, I was I was donating food to the homeless shelter. I was doing this. Yeah, you were. Yeah. It's like they told in, 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 in the Gospels when they supposed to have been telling you so-called Yahweh Shah. Hadn't we been healing in your name? Have we been have we been doing miracles in your name? We've been casting out demons in your name. We've been doing all these wonderful things. He said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. I never knew you. You thought you was doing something good, didn't you? But you was only doing stuff for your own goodness. I never knew you. Yes, you probably was casting out a couple of demons. Yes, you were doing a couple of miracles. 
But y'all know y'all doing that David Copperfield. Like we got them preachers over there. It was a preacher in Nigeria, so-called supposed to heal, raise a man from the dead. And then he got through raising it from the dead. He's sitting there on the front pew, not on the front pew. He's sitting there on the front row eating a plate of food like they raised him out of coffin. I don't know if y'all saw that all through social media or whatever. He raised him like he was dead in a coffin. And this Nigerian preacher, like he, he raised him up from the dead. Then he sat on the front row and ate a big plate of food. You workers of iniquity, I never knew you. One more time. Ain't no such thing as halfway crook. You're gonna That's be mob deep, man. Mob deep, I thought that, that was a, was a what that uh, prodigy them? Yeah, yeah, you know what? A prodigy ain't grow up like a nigga either. He, his, his grand dad was one of the four founders of Morehouse College. Mm. Yes, yeah, yes, and, and high priest. Let, let yes, me bring up something too for yes, y'all. Sir. For y'all Negroes out here, you know inside all of these so-called black brothers. And I'm glad you you brought down about Nipsey Hussle only having people that wasn't really black. Working in his store because this is something I want to bring up. Yes, you notice how all these so-called black leaders' wives are all light-skinned. Like, and I noticed this even with like the Hebrew community, right? Majority of the of the Hebrew brothers that I know are all married to women who are not really black. I know it's that shit, too. They promote this shit in the Hebrew community. Majority of the Hebrew brothers I know are married to sisters who are not even really black. I, I want to bring that to y'all attention, too. So when you're looking at, you know, when you're looking at some of these, you know, Hebrew brothers, a lot of them are married to women who aren't even really even black. Like a lot of them, a lot of them, and I'm telling you something, majority of the, the Hebrew brothers I know promote the 12 tribe chart, right? The Latinos, the, you know, the all them people. But the majority of the women that they are married to are outside of their tribe. They are. <laughs> they are outside of their tribe. They either Spanish, Puerto Rican, Caribbean, Haitian, but none of them black. None of them are really black. Even when I look at the Black Panther Party, Huey Newton married a goddamn white woman. He was fucking with Jane Fonda. Hell, Eldridge Cleaver was married to Kathleen Cleaver. She was she's goddamn a uh, a uh, uh, mutt. She got damn a whole bunch of other shit in her. You know, so hell and, and high priest. I wanna bring this up. Elijah Muhammad, so called black man. Hey, I love Honorable Elijah Muhammad at all. He was burned he was going with Tynetta Muhammad, who was Mexican. Tynetta Muhammad was Mexican. That's why she always promoted all that. Black and brown unity shit. She's Mexican for real. 
Okay, so I want to, you know, bring that to y'all attention. The the black cloning has been in the black community. For real, for real, y'all need to get up on this. I've been talking about this shit for years, how the, the Spanish people coming in the form, trying to act like they black, this Nipsey Hussle character, trying to be black, not black. You know, these Latinos aren't black trying to be black. Some of these Creoles ain't black trying to be black. You know what I'm saying? We got to get on this game, man. We got to get on this game quick, man. And a lot of these light-skinned sisters ain't black. I don't give a damn what y'all say. I got light-skinned women in my family. They ain't black either. God damn it. Them, them damn pale face fuckers ain't black. Them damn pink face, yellow bone, whatever the fuck you want to call them. They ain't black either. Okay, they ain't, they, ain't, they ain't going through. Rosa Parks ain't go through the same thing Claudette Culver went through. Okay, these damn, some of these light skinned women, they get more privileges than dark skinned people. Oh, Okay, and Nixie Hustle, he ain't went through the same thing black folks went through. You know how how the police, he always took all that gangbanging shit. The police, you, I'm going to tell you something. Nipsey Hustle never been in jail. Never. He never had a record. None of that shit. I don't know if y'all want to look this shit up. Him, DJ Khaled, French Montana, none of them motherfuckers got records. They claim he do. They claim he do. He said, I, I watched in the documentary, he said he, he went to jail and him and his brothers served some time. I don't know. But just your mic here is open too, Just Peace and love, peace and blessings. What's going on, brothers? Uh, peace well, well, to you, uh, Hotel. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. Uh, you too, Dominican Rabbi Chief David <laughs> Dominican Rabbi. Damn, you gave him a new title. He's fighting back, Dave. He's like the Pope of the Hebrew Israelites and the Spanish community. So he oh, definitely God. is the Pope of South America and definitely South Central America, Mexico. Don't forget them. No. And Chief Rabbi, yeah. he, he's the. He's the Hey, 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 I, I wanted to ask David. See, I was I was doing an imaginary, uh, situational take on brother Chief Rabbi Dominican Chief Rabbi. So I said, well, I'm gonna ask him. So Chief Rabbi, you got a small head with a big body, or a big body with a small head? <laughs> I'm just joking with you, but what's the what's the answer? No, I'm just messing with you again. Uh, <laughs> so no, but I don't know, man. You know, I know you got the straight hair with the ponytail and all those things that you, you know, you keep that, you keep that together. You probably have to dye your hair at this point so you keep it black. 
and uh, you know, you always dealt with the lingo of the Spanish community and all their music and the dances, the new latest dances and all that. So, big up to you, Chief uh, Dominican uh, Chief Rabbi. You. That's you and your Ivy Queen or your Ozuna. Your Ozuna. I know you got hey, some, you, uh, be careful, now. You, know, you know the main wife is to the show because she the one taught him about the show. You know she lives yeah. with him. Oh, <laughs> uh, she. Oh, uh, no, no. Well, well, you know what? But you know what? J- justice. What's good? A- ask me this. You, you, you listen to Adventor. Tell me where you find it at if I need to listen to it. No, no, I thought you did since you were Puerto Rican. I thought you listened to that Adventor, that 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 obsession. See, I don't know all these things, man. I knew you. I knew you was the Pope. And just as well, too, brother. A uh, uh, peace and shout out to you to your wife as well. <laughs> Let her know. That's some, that's love. I appreciate it. Um, now, what you were saying about the Honorable Minister Farrakhan? Oh, go ahead. Well, now let you, I know that's, you go that's, ahead. that's where I was going. That's where I was going. Now, was that speech recent or was that an older speech? I, I, uh, I, you know what? I don't actually know. I got that. Uh, there was uh something Brother Ben X had posted on uh, Facebook. You know, he did a um um he had the collabos. He, he had like um uh, Nipsey's picture on there. And this was a picture, and with that Farrakhan, the video, the snippet of that video, seven-minute video. And I think what he was trying to relate to uh, when, I guess, BNX put that together is where, and I didn't mention that either, but but y'all heard it. It's like these mothers are bearing, like I said, they are bearing their children, in which we, you know, you wouldn't think, we would never think that it's supposed to be happening like this. And that's why he was talking about these mothers. Um, because it is so many mothers are having to bury their children. And when you would think that we supposed to like live a life where we get older, we supposed to take care of our parents and, you know, the process is you bury your, 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 your mother and father, but we're having these parents are burying their, their children. And like we were saying the other day, man, these children ain't even these, these people now, not I can call them children now, but these youth are youth are not making past the age of forty. A lot of them, man, they're dying real young, and it's because of this so-called uh, hip hop or this culture they got. And I'm not gonna say all the way hip hop, but it's this so-called culture they they claim to have. It's a death sentence, man. If y'all calling it a culture, sisters and brothers, that's not a culture, man. That's genocide. It's genocide. So yeah, that's what that, that's is saying, man. You know, it's sad to have when you got these fathers and mothers burying their babies, man. But go ahead, my brother. I was just touched and moved to say what I'm about to say based on what you just said. So based on that, it's to me, it's the the crack epidemic and the repercussions of that epidemic because mm-hmm. In the music, all the codes have been broken where we had laid out codes to keep us with balance and keep us in check. So all of those codes got broken at some point. And where I say the crack epidemic is that back then when this began, 
which is about 85. And then it was real strong in the early days is what I'm hearing and what I've heard that, you know, it was much more potent or stronger. So people would do far worse things and it would affect people in a far worse way where it would do things to their bodies, you know, in a drastic way. And so the end result of that after people like that end up having children and then we had the term that we called crack babies that we started coining the term in the in the early eight in the early nineties rather. And we would monitor those children that were these new crack babies. And so it's like ninety three, ninety four and these children are starting to become seven and eight years old and stuff. So, as we look at it from how those crack babies have a different development from what was inside of that uh, drug that would change the molecular construction of how you think or how your brain really works and how you be more uh, abiding to the norms And so once This is, is introduced into Someone's system And they consecutively use it And then they are bearing children With it And in most cases there's a male And a female And they're both using the drug And, and like I said Those early days it was very strong And people would do all kinds of things and it wasn't just black people who were hooked on it as well. It was white people, too. And they would do the same drastic things as the black people was doing, too. So don't just think that, you know, it, it caught black people. Although it was designed to catch black people, it also caught those white people who sold everything they had to get high off that crack that was so strong in those early days that they sold everything they had. A lot of them did. And I, I witnessed that back in the day. So... To bring it forward to where I'm, what I'm speaking about is these um, children who have grown up from those years and began to do things in a different way based on how the music started to transition from having a balance overall when you would listen to music. You might hear some positive type rap, and right behind it you might hear something that was more street or more telling you what was going on in the hood or was uh, more vulgar or whatever, but you could still get that balance, go back and find something that was cool, you know, more positive or uplifting. But then that began to switch. And so now where we are and what, where it switched to was the unbalance or the imbalance in the music where you could hardly find anything positive in the music or any positive songs on the radio or in popular uh, music, popular culture. So then that swing from being introduced, you know, on the earth and being born and you have this, you were born with this in your body. And so you don't abide by the old rules. Now you're going with what's going on in your music and what it's telling you and what the rest of the people around you are saying, and you're not the only one going through this because there's tons and tons of people who was affected in this way. And they all had this in their system and 
perhaps they still have it in their development and have it may change their DNA in a sense or, or, or for true. That, you know, it could have drastically done something to them to where they're not obeying the norms, where back in the day, yeah, somebody might get a tattoo back in the 70s, the 80s, and even in the 90s, but you would very rarely see tattoos. But I've seen them back then. But it wasn't like people was really going crazy. They just might have a tattoo here or there. But these new people that I'm relating to with the crack epidemic are violating all rules and breaking all codes. Here in this city, all I see, not all I see, but it's pretty shocking that when you see a lot of people who have their entire face tattooed, and if you look at the person, and they look like that they could have a mental illness that would make them go to the extreme to tattoo their entire face with all kinds of little things on their face, whether it's words or or, or signs or insignias of, of guns and, and, or, or hate and love or death or whatever, you know, RIP and numbers and all kinds of different things all over their face. And, right. and and so I'm looking at them as maybe people, those type of people who, am I, who may have been affected in such a way. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of times, those children who have grown up to where they're doing things we would never think of doing, they got the whole face tattooed, or if they didn't go that far, they've got everything else tattooed up to their neck and ear. And sometimes inside the ear, you'll see a little word or something, they done wrote in the ear. Um, but they didn't do their whole face. But their whole body is tattooed, as far as you can tell, because you see the whole neck is all tattooed all the way around it and all the arms and the chest and the whole body seems to be done got tattooed. Teach on them so, tattoos, bro. Teach on them. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying, well, if I get deep into the tattoos, then it would be something where I would say that you are putting a foreign substance in your bloodstream, which is an ink or with a dye or ink that you put in your bloodstream, which you're tainting now your blood, that where your blood is not pure anymore, and that um, this, this this makes you somewhat uh, makes you ineligible to donate blood. If you, you you know you try to donate and it comes back that or oh, your blood is it has this these blood these uh dyes or or inks and stuff in them, so they may reject your blood even though you try to donate or something like that, but it does affect that your bloodstream, and that you know uh, I would stay away from that because people could catch hepatitis and all this stuff. But so many people have tattoos now. Tattoos to me for a black person. Maybe not a permanent one, like the ones you used to go somewhere we was little, we'd go to the uh, grocery store, we were looking at a little machine, and it'd be, you could put a quarter in there and you unwind the thing and it'd pop out in a little bubble, and you pull it out, and then you lick your arm, and you slap the tattoo on there, and it'd be like something cool, like a star the, or whatever, it was like a little dragon or whatever it was. Yeah, get the one out of the <laughs> yeah, crack the box. Yeah, when we was little. So... That was cool because, yo, we had that that looked cool on your hand, right? But 
the cool thing about it was you can wash it off and you still be cool because you didn't poison yourself like that and, and mess up your skin and give yourself a permanent mark on your skin. Like, why would you? Well, I'm not going to get into why would you, but I'm saying that does relate to uh, a psychological disorder. And some, you know, I would, I would go there for people who are tattooing their whole face. They, they certainly are having some psychological issues to, to hate themselves to the point where they would damage their face to where they, you know, look like you, you could, they, they want you to see the pain that they are in because something painful in their life created this that would make them put tattoos all over their face because they are certainly, certainly hurting. And this is an outcry and it's an after outcry. It's like, man, I wish I could have seen that this guy was in trouble like this, but it's too late. He done tattooed his whole face now. And this is an outcry of an after uh, something, a trauma that happened in this person's life. And I don't only see males. With I've seen females like this too. With they the tattoo, they started the face, the whole face, and the eyes. They, and who started it? Little Wayne. Little Wayne. That's the first one anybody seen do something like that. And then he got his little baby face, his baby picture on one of his albums where he's a baby with the tat with the tattoos on his face as a child, and that will influence little ignorant people who think that that's cool and they might go and try to tattoo their child's face. Now that would try to influence, you know, that's like the devil's influence. Like, yeah, well, we'll do this and see if anybody would do that to their baby. And then, you know, then we know we got them, you know, that's like the devil, you know, that's what the devil do. He really wants your mind. So he'd make you do things so that you would go and do something that's absurd and something that's totally unlike what you normally would do for your life or for your love or your life and existence and your happiness and that you respect your body as a temple and you wouldn't disrespect your body by cutting it or putting tattoos on your face and everywhere and people just have so much pain that they're going through so much and they don't know how to express it and they've taken art out of the schools and you can't do art. So now all the art is on everybody's body. Like, that's what they say, oh, it's art. Tattoos are art. And so, yeah, that's cool, but that tattoo would have looked much nicer on some canvas. And I would like to buy that. And it's, you know, because it looked cool. But I don't want it to, I, I don't want to really read your body and stuff. Like, everybody you see, it went, like, they got all these words on them and stuff. Like, you expect me to sit there and read your whole arm and leg and stuff? Like, I don't want to do that. So, but um, back to what I was saying. Yes, about um, this whole thing about how we seem to don't we we seem to don't get it. Now, Minister Farrakhan's speech, I asked you whether if it was older or whether if it was new, because yeah, that message sounds like it was something for now. And I'm sure that he's been through this a whole lot where, you know, he's known, just like myself, I've known so many people that die from violence in the street. And we hear about it across the country, and the numbers are astronomical. On how many people that black people killed each other, like, you know, okay, you know, it's all kind of crap. I'm talking about our people right now. I don't think about nobody else talking about us. So, yeah, it's very painful. 
and that what he's like if he just said this recently see like when the righteous get ready to die then the righteous can turn themselves off anytime so if minister farrakhan feels like he's at the point right now where look i done talked to y'all and y'all don't seem to get it look i'm through and he said that I'm through, and anytime somebody says it, that's coming from their heart, and he just may not want to live like he was saying, like, I'm through. I, you know, he he done did and said what well, he, I can't say no more. Y'all don't get it. You, fool, you know, he's like saying you a fool or y'all fools or whatever he's saying. Like, I understand, but, you know, he don't have to do that, but he really should just fall back because he's too compassionate. His love for black people is so super strong that he's wearing, you know, everything. He, he, he's like, he's got his, he's got the weight of the world of black people, like, on his shoulders, and that's a ticket for death. And I'm, you know, I don't wish that the minister dies. And so, you know, but usually when someone feels this kind of way, that they are just about ready to not be here anymore because they feel like, like, it's just disgusting. Like, what's going on? We continue to go on. I thought it would be better by now. We had a million man march, you know, as people to join organizations, people to donate the money so we can, you know, build stuff and let's stop the violence and let's, you know, march for jobs and justice or else, all this stuff. And and it just keeps going on and on and on, on and on and on. So I understand Mr. Farrakhan, but I just hope that he would just like say, look, you know, be wise. I, he's wise, so maybe he will come to the point where he reaches that wisdom level where he says, okay, now it's time for me just to sit back and not talk anymore because the more he talks and all that and the older he gets, he's just going to stress himself out and you know what they say about stress. So I would say, you know, Somebody get that message to the Minister Farrakhan to just, you know, chill now. Just go ahead and pass the baton now while you alive. Get that thing right now. Get that right now. Get that right now. You understand? Get that right now. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Salaki, I don't mean to cut you off, but when you just said that about Minister Farrakhan, you know, I'm like, what the fuck? Because I used to be and nation too, and Sunni Islam, I did all that. For me, uh, and what you just said with Miss Fuck, my car, my leg cramped up. Ah, oh, man, okay, okay. Woo. My leg, okay. It's good now. Okay. You just said Mr. Farrakhan needs to figure out what's happening and pass the torch and all that. Uh, from the perspective of a brother who did the Islam thing, and I know you did too. You was in Nation of Islam uh, as an FOI and a minister in Nation of Islam as yourself. Um, one day I can say this. <laughs> One thing I say is Ishmael Muhammad, Wesley Muhammad, Nuri Muhammad, all the light, we know light-skinned people run the nation of Islam. We know that. Uh, I don't think Farrakhan, just like Honorable Elijah Muhammad, I know you know the history. Between the 
years of 
or Ishmael Muhammad. I, I don't think the time is, you know, I don't think, I don't care who you get, I don't think they're in their right mind, and I don't think that they going to, you know, have too much of a nation, you know. All right. Hey, brother, how are Yes, sir. And, and that, you I in overtime? You in overtime? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we ain't overtime now. We good. Uh, and brother, right. day, I go ahead, go ahead, brother. Uh, I come behind you on that. All right, then look, I, I, you know, I had lost my train of thought, and I just thought about yeah. what I was saying. Uh, you know, not to disparage, to disparage anything Chief Rabbi just said, but I just remember what I was touching on before I went off on that thing about the tattoos on the face. But that was all related to what I was talking about about the crack epidemic. And so that just brought me back forward to those children are adults now that yeah. when they first, you know, arrived on the scene in the late to, you know, late 80s, early 90s to, you know, all the way up to 95 or 2000 and beyond. So those children have grown all the way up and started having children as well. So those children who grew up, who in some cases where they found relationship with the opposite sex then and they found a companion, you know, that they had to have a child with or something, and they may be a result of the crack, crack epidemic. And I've seen where I, you know, where I thought someone may be that way. And I've seen where they, you know, had a successful relationship with their spouse or, you know, significant other and had children and was able to sustain that for a while, if not all the way, you know, continuously, at least for a time where any other person can, you know, do the same thing or have a problem. And then when those children have grown up and they produce children now, and their standards, their morals have dropped to when we were growing up, to where we were mostly raised in the church or in communities where Christians mostly were, where we all had the community to be the village to raise the child. Even if there was some dysfunction at someone else's house, you can get love down the street and seen a different way on how your friend was being raised by his parents versus how your parents raised you. And you, in a lot of cases, might see somebody else have parents and they were seen to be more more pleasant to them or nicer to them than your parent might have been to you. And so you pick up on different things. And even their parents might treat you with more kindness than your own parent or something like that. So it's all kind of different dynamics of the hood and the community where we grew up that those morals have been significantly significantly removed from the equation to right now where you can't tell nobody anything anymore. If you see somebody doing something that's out of pocket, that ain't right, you know, on the street or something that they may be saying or said in front of an adult and it's a child and you may try to correct them, that child will be rude to you and disrespectful to you because their parents uh, didn't get that same 
upbringing that we got and their their standards have been lowered to now where it's common for other adults, so-called adults with children, to not give their children the notion of respecting elders and if someone's trying to correct them to not be rude to them and cuss them out because they're trying to correct you or say, you know, do something that is right versus something that's wrong. So we've lost a lot of this in the black community as the village would raise a child. What happens when the village is out of shape and the village is sick? Hmm. And so now it's difficult because it seems like the whole village is sick. Yeah, You've got yeah. neighbors that won't even speak to each other. They, they live right next door, and they won't even say hello because they become cold-hearted, hard-hearted right. towards one another, where, you know, they look at each other like enemies. Like, you know, and they both doing the same thing. You're getting up, going to work, you're paying your bills, you come home, and you won't even crack a smile to your neighbors, or you won't, <laughs> you know, come out on the street and, and help other people. So at any rate, back to this, and I'm going to wrap it up on the this epidemic of crack that has interfered with our development in the hood and, and our relationships with ourselves and each other to the point now where I think that those ones who are doing all of these different things, like wearing these tight clothes, where the children are being raised by their parents that are allowing boys to wear pink, pink tennis shoes with a pink book bag and a pink jacket and all this stuff and feminizing these little boys. And it's being allowed even by some men, so-called men, that are raising the boy along with that girl. They are both doing and allowing their children to break normal codes where boys wear blue or or, or or a solid color, where girls wear lighter colors or especially pink, you know, boy, that's like not uh, something that is, it should be promoted for a young boy because in the psyche of uh, a masculine young man or someone who's supposed to possess masculinity as a boy and not femininity, then pink would be somewhat of a deterrent. This is somewhat of something that is the only time you want pink is when you, you know, you about to look down your your lady, you know, get with your lady and you want to see something pink, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's the only time that, you know, pink for me is preferred anyway. But uh, other than that, uh, pink is psychologically something for a man that is not to be uh, something that you're supposed to promote. Uh, so when I look at the children now and what they're doing and the, and the boys, they, they can't get along with the girls and the girls, they can't get along with the boys. So the boys are going with the boys and they're getting along because they can understand each other. And the girls seem to get along with each other because they understand that when we get along, when we get with the boys, all we do is argue with the boys. And the girls and the boys that get together, you don't know how to have a respectful conversation with each other that will promote a healthy relationship. It's always name-calling. It's always 
pointing the finger or saying something snarly, you know, a bad remark or something to put somebody down or black or, or fat or, you know, something's wrong. So we don't know how to have a relationship, you know, in a way that promotes love and, and friendship and kindness. Every time somebody run up to somebody, it's always, oh, what's up, nigga? Uh, it's always a derogatory introduction, seemingly. Oh, dog, you know, or, uh, you know, if it, it, someone disrespectfully saying hello to you, but they trying to say it's the term of endearment, but it's always rude to me, you know. <laughs> so <clears throat> we got to get our acts together um, so that we mm-hmm. can understand what is the best thing? And the best thing is to not waste our our mind. They say a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And we waste yeah. our mind. We waste our mind on dumbing down ourselves or allowing ourselves to be dumbed down when we are much smarter than what we're allowing ourselves to be dumbed down to. We it's not it's nothing wrong with being smart or learning something and, and then teaching someone else what you learn. There's nothing but we teach each other all the bad stuff. You oh, listen yeah. to the radio, you watch the video, and then you teach your friend something, you supposed to teach each other something to wear that's kinda of nasty or real, you know, exposing their breasts or they behind somehow they were dancing some kind of way where it's supposed to bring attention to them. And they just, you know, they all got this, this fantasy. I say they live in fantasy land because they all got this fake hair and this want to look like a European black woman, a black white girl. And so they live in fantasy land. Uh, most of the time I say they live on fantasy island because it's like this dream and they always want to have this long swaying hair. Like it's, it's not even realistic to do this, but it creates this world for a black girl that now I'm somehow not black now. And that now I have a little more class than I used to have because I have this stringy hair on top of my head that, most people, they don't know that I have fake hair or they're not thinking about that I have fake hair. They just think I look pretty. And so they don't care. Even though people like you and me, Ariane, we look at them and we're like, man, I wish she wouldn't wear that. I wish she wouldn't have that blonde hair on. I wish she had his her head. Like, she's so pretty, she don't need all that. She could have just been bald head. I still think she was fine. But she got to think that she got to have this 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 thing on her hair, it's like whatever you put on top of your head is where your mind is. So if you're wearing a white woman's hairstyle, you really think you're a white woman. And there's some black women who never come away or out of that white woman hairstyle. And they, after a while, they have convinced themselves now they are no longer black. I'm not mm. black anymore. I'm I'm just somehow I'm some kind of new old African American. Like I'm a you know a Nubian, a, a new African American, some kind of other new black woman, but not the old kind with the the nappy hair or what you call nappy hair or the African natural hair or the African American or the Afro American natural hair. 
where they would get the get go to the hairdresser and get their own hair done. They could sit there and spend two, three hours and come back looking so good. And there might be a, a, a style that's kind of European, but it's their own hair, and they did it themselves. And the wonderful thing about being a natural African descendant that no matter what perm you put in your hair, after a while, whether it's a week or two or a month, Africa is going to come back and reclaim itself, and that perm is going to go away, and your natural hair is going to come right back on top of your natural black head. So they always in denial of their natural black hair, and they don't think it's pretty. They think it's something wrong with the hair God gave them, and they want to hide that black hair. They don't even want to try to make something of that black hair that God gave them that the sisters of the back in the day used to go get their hair done and look beautiful. They used to look so good no matter how many different styles they did. They all look good, and they were doing their own hair. And if they didn't do that, they couldn't do it. They would get some kind of wheat, not wheat, they would get some kind of wig. They would get some kind of wig that was realistic, that looked realistic to where, okay, yeah, that looked realistic, but not something that's way down your behind that it's not even possible. Mm. So... Our black women have a lot of issues, and it's not until they get themselves straight. It's not until we're going to get ourselves straight. When they get themselves straight, because they are our first teachers, as long as they're not operating out of a natural mindset and they want to go and, and bow down to this white society way and, and think that the white way is the white right way and the white standard of beauty is the right standard of beauty, then they are all going to stay lost. They got to drop that, let that go, take all them, snatch them weaves and, and all that mess out y'all's hair and get and, and start coming back home to who you are. And I understand y'all done damaged up your hair and your scalp's all messed up now all these years and gluing and putting tight, tight stuff in your hair and covering up your hair all these years. Your scalp is all messed up. I understand that. But do start doing something. Do something that looks realistic. Stop looking like a white woman. Do something that looks like a black person that you can stand up and say, I'm black and I'm proud and I look like a black person. I'm not trying to look like a, a, a white woman or a Spanish daggone woman trying to look like a Dominican and a Puerto Rican. You don't need to do that either, sister. Look like a black sister. If your hair ain't naturally straight or don't grow naturally like that, I love people who hair they natural. If your hair naturally straight, that's nice. That's cool. I ain't got no problem with you. You're not trying to be other than who you are. That's how your hair is? Fine. But don't go doing something else and you out of your natural black mind doing this thing like that. And then you... Now you got a whole different attitude. As soon as you put this up on your hair, you don't act like yourself no more. You act like somebody else. And that somebody else is not who you are, and you seem crazy. We just need to cut this out. And not until these black women get themselves together, we all going to be messed up out here. They got to get back to the classy women that they used to be of the past, and go back and revisit that era and understand that. And, and that's, what it, that's where it is. That's what it's 
all about. It's all about class, not your ass. <laughs> yes, sir. And, yeah. and, and not no fake ass that you done bought for all you damn funky light-skinned women who go on your little Kim Kardashian wannabe. So, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. And yeah, I want to jump back to uh, something. Well, not the take up for the nation of Islam, but it's not a take up for the nation of Islam, but it's just a thing with the nation. Just for instance, and this can be for any the Yasha Allah too. But going back, since we talked about Farrakhan earlier, the nation of Islam. Why I would say the nation. Damn, it's kind of hard to even say yeah. Why it, it should be relevant still, rather. Cause they got, you know, they Islam. They said they Islam, but still at the same time, they they studied Torah, Bible, still. But why? I, one thing I look about the importance of the nation of Islam for something to have something right now. Cause even with that, see, that's a lot of our people that's not there on drugs. This they that's a lot of people who came from a drug culture was being, you know, out in the streets that we was talking about earlier, uh, using the drugs. Uh, selling the drugs and being in that gang culture and what they call a coach. I don't want to call it that because that's, uh, that's not true. That's false statement. But all those bad behaviors and all that nation kind of saved a lot of the people uh, from those ways, man. It, 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 it saved that damn day got dropped off or something. I don't know what happened. Uh, but it, it, it saved a lot of the people. So I I I don't want to talk. I me personally, I can't tell nobody else with nothing to do. Grown men, you think how you want to. You say that's how you feel. That's how you feel. But the nation is relevant. I would say it's irrelevant because it. You look at a lot of those men and women that's in the nation, and a lot of those things, man, they're out there reaching out to them. Like you said, some of them they're reaching out to the gang members. They're a lot doing a lot of positive things in the community. They can, you know, be out there still gangbanging themselves. So Farrakhan has a still have a whether you agree, we agree with it wholeheartedly or not, but we still got to look at the people and and what it, that program is doing uh, 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 helping out to the black community. It's helping by not allowing, you know, we would still have more people out here doing bad behavior. So I think that the nation of Islam is 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 relevant. I wouldn't ever say, man, the hell with the nation. They need to get rid of the nation of Islam. No, because you 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 might have a lot of people go back to their same wicked ways. That nation is saving a lot of people, man. It has it has taught a lot of people a lot of good values about life. So we got to be careful. And I'm just I'm sitting here looking at some as I'm looking at the Torah, <clears throat> not the Torah, but. Uh, what they call the Gospels in, in the book of James, for for instance. And I got to work on this myself. But I'm looking at this. This is a new one of the newest study Bibles I got. And it's from the uh, new, what's this, in, in, uh, NL language. What is it? What is this word, Bible? <laughs> I just got it myself, man. But, you know, it read it, you know, you got the different languages and stuff. Uh, new Living Translation. That's it, y'all. My bad. The New Living Translations, and this is how I read. This is the book of James. Um, this is about your tongue, but it's the book of James, uh, chapter 1, verse 26. It says, if you claim to be 
religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourselves and your religion is worthless. Pure and genuine, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for the orphanage, the orphans, shall I guess, and the widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. But it's talked about by co- controlling your tongue, and I and I admit that's one of my faults. That's one of my sins, y'all. Uh, all this profan- profanity, and I and I know that. So I'm professing that to y'all right now because, you know, even the book of James does say we have to profess our sins to one another and even pray for one another. So I admit, man, it's one of my faults, uh, the profanity, and I got to work on that. And no excuse. I'm not trying to make none. And I give you the footnote or a contemporary part that it has here talking about speech. Um, for that verse 20, uh, verse 1 and 26, it says, for... Um, we're talking about for more. No matter how spiritual we may think we are, we all control. We should all control our speech more effectively. So we do. So no matter if it's if it's you know using profanity or speaking ill will of somebody, or uh, um, saying that if there's a program. Even if we disagree with it because they have another uh, religious uh, uh, philosophy or whatever, we have to be careful in our speech about doubting something. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the other day about they were talking about something. And watch what you say about a person. Even if a person doing something and they die and their process of doing something, even wicked, you, you have to be careful what you wish on somebody. Man, good. His ass deserved to be dead. You know, you got you to gotta watch that because something can actually come back on you for even wishing, even though they was a bad person and you, and you, you know, glad saying that you, I'm glad his ass did. You have to be careful in that because that can bring something on you as well. And see, I don't think we think about a lot of this stuff at, at times, man, when we say stuff. So for me, I don't, I, I, we need the nation. Or that program, if it ain't got to be the nation, because I know some people like, man, hey, how you saying you're a Hebrew, man? They don't even worship the same God. Well, just say that the program they have. MGT, I was listening to his brother here in Memphis, brother uh, Andre Muhammad, uh, for the nation, they have a, a radio show here. And they had a show, uh, had some sisters on the other day. And it was, the show was called, and it's on YouTube uh, as well, but they was talking about it's called Protected and Unprotected. And they had, two-day show, and they had some sisters on there from the Nation of Islam, and they was talking about, you know, how they, the things is about them and the Nation of Islam, how they got into it and all of this. They were talking about the MGT and all of this. Uh, but it was a great show. I, I found it out to be great. And so, you know, the MGT, they teach the sisters how to cook, uh, you know, and things of this nature, like they used to have in school almost, what you, what you call it, uh, home economics and things of this nature. So it has a lot of good training and discipline in it. And a lot of us, man, we need discipline. And I know the Nation of Islam has a men-only class, FOI classes. So like I said, it has a lot of great programs, whether we are disagree. Well, like I said, one more time, whether we disagree with Farrakhan and certain things he do, you know, we're not all going to agree on everything, but some of those disciplines that, that they have, a lot of us, we need that. We need those disciplines. So 
I wouldn't say like, you know, I wish the nation of Islam go out of business. You know, I know it's you know, whatever, you know, you know what I mean, y'all. We we got to be careful with that because there's a lot of people, man, who will be probably uh, uh lose their way, give up. They ain't got that. That's they that's what they hold on to, that's what they need to keep them from going out here, you know, doing some silly stuff or going back into this world, man. So like I said, you know, just got to watch what we say, man. That's that's. Uh, I guess that's all I'm saying. I might not be articulating it well, but we got to watch no, this, man. Khan has a great program that's helping people, man. Uh, you know, I, I, and and I don't want to be. It's just me personally. I can't speak for no other individual grown person. They're just me. I don't. We not. We got to stop that. We truly have to. And 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 there was some brothers. Uh, Israelite brothers uh, with the with the school of ISUPK uh, on you know they beat they all over you know one West most of them people know them as and they got this brother named Zion Lex but they got Captain Zoriak with IUPK ISUPK and you know they had used to disagree with each other on certain things and all of that you know they had words not fighting words but just you know things going to get you done. and brother Zion Lex is most of us Torah based but. They had a show today, man, which I, I love and I found it very interesting. And that kind of like made me think too, uh, what we need to stop doing on here. Now, and I have talked about Dave off the air about this one, but they, people always looking for them two brothers, Israelites. They was looking for them to go at each other, man. You know, like not fight, but you know, intellectual bang on each other. About uh, mm-hmm. Bible, because he oh he was Old Testament. This brother they believe in the new and oh. I mean, all in the new. Uh, so they wanted them to debate each other, man. Just, you know, just tear each other throats and loose, intellectual-wise, y'all. So, mm-hmm. but they had showed a good show today. Well, it was last night. Excellent. They came together and, man, had a great bill. And they showed, even though there's some information that they might not all all the way agree with each other about, they showed, man, at the end, as some people always say, at the end of the day, as the whole day, they were brother. They have a brotherhood as Israelites. And, you know, mm-hmm. despite the slight difference, they said the Israelites. And this is what we are obligated to do is, like, you know, to try to re- re- uh, reach the people and help our people, man, learn the ways of the Most High. So they, man, it was a beautiful show. And they actually, man, apologized to each other for certain things that, you know, uh, Brother Zion Lex said, uh, Captain Brother Tazariak said today each other. And, man, they said, look, they even got together and said, man, we need to get out and, you know, and, uh, you know, they was going to have a, you know, a lecture coming up, uh, try to work out having a lecture coming together, teaching about a lot of things that's about the Torah. Uh, and, you know, this is the Bible that a lot of people say, well, there's, you know, Israel don't really have no heritage. There's some made up bull stuff by the white man. So they're going to come together. They're going to actually link. So they're showing that they got to link up. And that's what I'm saying. See, is if we, we can, we can, uh, as Israelite, we, we bang on each other a lot. Mm-hmm. And talk about this camp ain't doing this. You know, damn them. They this, they that. They, and see, bro, that's just the same thing that we, we want to talk about on Monday about people gangbanging. Now, we might be, uh, uh, was an Israelite intellectual gang banging because it's acting like cliques. If you ain't with my camp, you know what I'm saying, or when well, you ain't with my school, or you ain't with down with this temple, man, you ain't got the right thing, man. You know, or and it 
that don't serve the purpose of the people who's trying to learn and they need to see a better way. They might they gonna stay into the gangbang and they gonna stay into this other stuff. So brothers man got to start coming together when you, when you have these organizations and and they have a moral base. You got to stop this bull crap fighting one another and banging on each other. So I ain't gonna be on here doing this. Uh, and I made my mind up and I said it. And you know I won't be on here conscious criticizing no camps whether I agree with them or not. I would. Promise them more how that I would try not. I would won't be on here doing that, criticizing the campus they ain't doing this or the Nation of Islam because they I fear they not doing that, man. Because they have a lot of these have some great programs that our people need, and so if, if so we got to learn to stop this bull crap of fighting each other. So the people who we say like Farrakhan was saying, the people in the nation, y'all got this knowledge, but y'all ain't going out here teaching this to the people. What he was saying in the clip earlier. So that's what we gotta be realizing, family. While we too, while we beating, beating, uh, beating up on each other, we got the knowledge, but we too busy beating up on each other with the knowledge, man. And people who need the knowledge, they're dying in the street. They're dying in the street and losing their lives and and constantly, like brother Joseph was breaking down about the drug. We're losing generation because we too busy arguing over the knowledge, and we forgetting about the people we should be taking the knowledge to and helping them. So we got to stop this foolishness, fam. And that's what the Torah was, you know, kind of saying here, man. We, you know, we got to watch our tongues and watch our speech. And, and dang, I forgot I took off that page. But it was so, – uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. So Let me find that page again. How was how I doing watching my speech? You know, I'm, how am I doing in that area? But see, no, you good. You don't know what you don't, you don't be like. You don't be wilder like us, man. I get it to you, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you – I get you. So you don't be wilding like us on the words, and I be trying to, but I just get to open my mouth and it just bro, let me tell you, the street come out of it, man. And that ain't good though. I admit, I admit, I can't. Go ahead, bro. Man, it's almost a talent the way you display your, you know, how you use those words, even you know, profane or cursed words, man. It's almost uh, it's almost poetry, and at times it has yeah. been, and, and I couldn't have, I wouldn't want it any other way, because yeah, but it, it, so it don't awesome. sound right. I don't lie, bro. I see it, but it, it, it not, even when yeah. it come out, I it 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 kind of man is like a how you yeah. have something you drink something with a bad taste. It's, yeah. it's not good. It, it's, and I've seen reviews where people talked about that man. They got a good show. They put out some good information, but that cursing. And I know people get caught up on that, but that's something I need Perfect. to work on. Because even yeah, as a great right. thing, man, that. I don't, I don't. Look. For me, it sounds harsh, even myself. But I know curse words. We'll say they're just words, but right. that's something I need to work on, though, bro. I'll be honest. You know, I, I hear you because I see that, you know, you've been to cussing rehab three times now. <laughs> and uh, it hasn't worked for you yet. And It uh, ain't working. Just, I man. think that. See what it is. You always cutting out. I, I, I found that you know you don't complete the class. You're like, oh, the hell with this, you know. You I know, think that what it is. So you ain't really go complete them, but you would get in there, and then a, then you realize, you know what? This my expression. I'm, I'm gonna cuss <laughs> if I have to. That's the way it is. And damn, anybody don't want it. I love. I think you, you got me, bro. I think you got me. Ariana, I love you for that, man, because I'm telling you, you cuss like poetry in motion, brother. And so many times I just 
play back what you said for certain people when you threw that brother off the air and we both got on one time when he talking about he glad slavery happened and all this. Remember he did uh, that? Uh, and we uh, jumped on Yeah, brother. And you know, you remember what you said that you know we did a whole show on him the next day. But do you remember what that poetry line that you said? I can remember what it was. I'm gonna tell you what you said. I don't even you said, remember. You, you said I'm I'm a cuss now everybody. This is Sunray word. This quote him. Now, <laughs> I'm going to say what he said. You threw him off the show. And then you said, you going to call up here and say you glad slavery happened? You glad slavery happened? And that's all you, you that's all what you got good to say? You ain't got nothing better to say than that? He said, you going to call up here with nothing better than to say than that? Then you sit back and shut your black mouth <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh yeah. man you said it's way better than that like I said I ain't good repeat what people say but yes, man, you, you went off on that and I love where it went down the way, the way it came out of your expression and it was so authentic it ain't like you was hiding the way it was, and the way you cuss like however whoever you know uh, whoever that the school of cussing you went taught you well yeah, I'm, I don't be trying to, you know, when I do that, when I curse about it, I don't be mean because I, I feel bad after a while. Like, damn, man, you know what? Oh, man. I ain't curse me, like, me off the show about twice, too. Now. I, I, I don't mean, mean it like that. that. But, yeah, and, I mean, cool. it, and, and if you feeling bad about it, after the end, I'm like, man, damn, I don't feel bad. Yeah. I, I hate I did that, you I know, mean, like that. Because I always try to repent for myself. That, that's your conscience, man. You got a conscience. See, that's the one thing about you, brother. See, it ain't like you don't care and you you know, you you know you said something hard or painful and that, you know, so you gonna come back and say, Look, man, I ain't really mean like that, man, you know, not not unless you really did mean it, you're not gonna come and lie and say that. So you tell the truth. You like, look, man, I ain't really mean that, man. I was wrong and you admit when you wrong. So you a man. So, yeah, you know, yeah. When you cuss, I don't really think nothing wrong with that, man. How about like if you do go to rehab school and you graduate cuss <laughs> and rehab, I'll I'll send you a congratulations in the mail. And, uh, yeah, well, I, I'm gonna put the certificate on up for everybody. But yeah, I yeah. just got this. Uh, this is a bad thing. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's just well, you know sometimes you know you can use some certain expressions, but you just got I just got a nap, you know. Not every every you know almost like everything because I guess I guess sometimes I get excited that's what it is I just get excited and and just get there going off y'all heard me say excuse my French <laughs> yeah <Right. that'd> be <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but see I'm telling you I'm telling you man look if there was some kind of way where you can make money for how you cuss man you probably win you probably could win all the money. Like in the yeah. war, you were you were with it. You graded it. You great at it. But it's not to be like, oh, I'm posting you up because I know I'm probably wrong to tell you to go ahead and cuss, right? I'm probably no, wrong, no. right? But and you know what? I, I guess sometimes too, you hear you know, you hear those comedians and certain things how they say and they put it in a they not not Richard Pryor them can make some curse words and it, it's funny yeah. and you really don't yeah. even hear those curse words and I guess that's what I get it a lot of these comedians yeah and sometimes when My I be talking like I try that. to say stuff I can might be mm-hmm. serious but I try to put it in a comedic way so mm-hmm. so when we listening man we ain't just sitting here so so serious man like we just ready to go to war 
Well, sometimes that's why y'all don't, you know, I, I do stuff. Okay. Don't be thinking about trying to put some country slur to my words you sometimes. Like you like it. You like it. You like it. Like a Richard Pryor. Like the way you deliver it, no matter what it is. You know, you keep it real, man. From the heart, yeah. man. So I appreciate yeah. how you express yourself, whether however your French is. You know, that's the way your French is, man. So look, don't worry about yeah, it, yeah. man. If you never graduate your cousin <laughs> class ever. Then yeah. don't even worry about it, man. Cause you alright, man. Cause you know, Brother, my yeah. Malcolm X said, man. You know, you pose a, you know, don't use those kind of words and it's a crutch and that like that. You can use a different yeah. word in place of that bad word. But if you know, the hell with the bad word, man. Go ahead and use it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know we have, but you know it, it and it works. It, but some, but as long as the people get something out of it, they they can muffle it and get something out of it. They they know. But that's the point we just got to do because we you know, we always can't be articulate like a. Barack or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, but you know what? You know, I believe that yeah, you would you know attract more people by using bad words. You would attract more people, man, when you talk by using these and bad Paracon, words. And you now. They just yeah, don't. Yeah, man. Yeah, so everybody live one slide out, you know, sometimes. Just, uh, There's nothing wrong with it, man. Yeah, but like I said, as long as what you're saying is genuine, like you said, but that's the point, though. Matter as long as what you're saying matter is matter genuine. Matter. Here you go. This is what you can do. You can get the class on cussing, and then you can make all the oh, money. That's what you can do. Dang, man. That's what I you can do. I wouldn't even know where to start, Justin. <laughs> but just, just you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> you can teach the class on it, man. Tell me, you get paid, brother. What they would have to do, they had to bring up a subject first. If I just had to just go off the top, I could. Like, they would have to bring go, up a subject. You go write a whole uh, blueprint first so that you will know every category of how you cuss. Be like, all right, yeah. if you need to cuss somebody out like this and they owe you money, this is what you say. And you go on yeah. and tell them how to cuss. Like, no, not like that. You got to say this. And then you tell them. Yeah. And then you teach them. Because it's going to be mostly white people want to learn this stuff. You know, they're going to want oh, to yeah, yeah. say this. They're going to want to learn how to cuss black. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like you curse somebody out without it, make it really sound offensive, so they won't rather want to shoot you or they want to you cuss your supervisor out. So he ain't gonna fire you because he's gonna yeah. be so busy laughing at how you curse. Oh, yep. I got you. Yep. That's it. I'm telling you, bro. You might have something here if you think about what I'm saying. You teach a class on this thing, man. And I'm telling you, even if you sell a little pamphlet uh, or somehow <laughs> sell you a pamphlet on cussing, I'm, just, just tell them, man. Like here's the blueprint of one on one on cussing somebody out. Or whatever it is, you know. Yeah. But no, I respect you for everything you do, brother. Yeah. You know, I'm about this really ridiculous stuff, right? I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. Oh, brother, I'm glad you mentioned this. We talking about cussing. I ain't gonna cuss out of hell though. But brother told me, uh, did you find out the information when Al Sharpton was coming? Because uh, uh, brother Jay had told me it was. They had told me it was a mistake, but he was a man. Get into yeah, it just a mistake on that. They had the convention this week, and it started like Wednesday up in New York, so it's in New York. Yeah. Oh, okay. You did you get? I was in New York. Yeah, I ain't go up to New York, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. He did hit me up, and he was like, "Man, I made a mistake, you know. Hey, when you get in touch with Justice, let him know. Uh, it's such a, you know. But he said someday, I'm like, shit, I can't get in touch with Justice. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, all right. he did. He told me like, yeah, he made a mistake. I said, oh, you know, you know, Justice, he listened to Al. He gonna find out. <laughs> I, said, yep, yeah, I, I, 
I mean, you know, I find I mean I found out because yeah, I listen to Al every day. So he was busy with the convention. Do you know the day they had everybody who's running for president just about up there making a speech inside the House of Justice at the convention? You know what? I oh, had this. They weren't at the House of Justice. They was at this uh, hotel somewhere in New York, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know what? Mm-hmm. I hadn't listened to one presidential speech yet. I ain't even got it. I I guess I ain't got it. I hadn't got into it yet, but I. I had well, they had all the candidates there. Just about all the candidates had them. If it was yeah, seventeen I don't even candidates, know who all ten running. of them was there today speaking. Uh-huh. Yeah, all about ten of them. I don't even know who all running. Hell, is Cobra Booker still running? Oh yeah, most definitely. See, I, I ain't even been keeping up with none of that. I I, I heard something about Joe Biden threw his hat in there. And... Joe Biden, he 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 pump faking man. He gonna he gonna end up triple pump faking and end up just tripping and falling down and gonna tell everybody the truth that look man, I'm starting to lose my mind. I mean I think I'm thinking he's getting too old and he, he ain't gonna be he wouldn't make a good president now. But everybody on his job, all the black oh, people yeah. here, these older people, they all want him to run. Even though he's, oh, I mean, he looks like he, he's he's about. He looks like to me he's got dementia. But I, you know, I might be the first to say it, but I don't think that he. I think he's just gonna pump fake, pump fake. Everybody keeps saying, oh, he keeps thinking, he keeps saying he's gonna run, and then he act like he's gonna run. But then this little scandal thing came out. So, right, well, I'm gonna have to do something a little different and give people their space because they say I'm too touchy and all this stuff. So all this is going on, but I think that he's gonna say, well, I ain't gonna run. And I wish he would just not run because he mm. they got some crap on him. By the time they get through with him, he gonna wish he didn't run. Damn. Okay? Yeah, I heard he about more. some allegations he got. They coming out with all these both man. They kill me with these coming out with these allegations when you start to either you make money or you trying to run for an office yeah. and then here they come. Yeah, they they killing me with That's this true. stuff. That's true, but the thing about him is that he's got ties to the um, three strikes rule where he was so much for it. He was saying a lot of bad things about black people and he was saying racist derogatory things. And uh, They got a lot of them kind of clips on him that they were saving. They never really used them when he was running for president before. But this time, since they found out all this, he was, you know, his position on the, um, the, uh, what was that? The war on crime and yeah. law. Now he I heard was, about he that. For it. Yeah. So I don't think I would never vote for him. I mean, I would I would in the long run if there wasn't nobody left. I vote for him over Trump, but yeah, but I would be pushing him as the guy that should be out there. All right, now let me just touch on um, this Nipsey Hustle thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And <clears throat> hey, right, so, <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask about him. I was about to ask. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. He, I guess when I started being talking about Farrakhan, I guess he went off and take up a Farrakhan. He hung up like, yeah. <laughs> a Puerto Rican girl came over and he had to go. Yeah, that's all that was. He got there, you know, he always do that. White girl come over there and he got to go. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, this Nipsey Hussle thing. Now, mm-hmm. we was touching on it real well the other day when we were going on Monday or Tuesday, whatever. And, oh, yeah. And we was all seeming to be in agreement except for the brother LJ. And, oh, yeah. that, you know, he was kind of, you know, kind of came around to understanding our positions and whatnot. And we seem to be, you know, much more in agreement. So from what I've gathered is that 
you know, that this next day after the next day after he was killed, he was supposed to meet with the cops, this Nipsey Hussle guy, right? And he was supposed to stop meet with them to to have this kind of meeting on stopping the violence with the gangs or something in in, in um LA and coming yeah. together with the cops and all this stuff. Meanwhile, the day before, he's accusing somebody of being a snitch. But the next day, he's going to be with cops and do something with the cops so the cops can help him stop the violence. So what nah. sense does that make? And, and, and is that not hypocritical in, a, in some kind of way? And then, brother, they got some clips out on YouTube and stuff now. It's supposed to be one of his I guess business partner or something saying that the that this guy just w- walked up to them and talking about he's a rapper and this that and another and uh and they trying to say it was a dude shot him because of jealousy because he it's a whole bunch of bull crap. They downplaying he, it now, brother. I yeah, see, he was a rapper. They, was they don't want you to yeah. know that. Oh, they done made this dude into a god. Now we don't want nobody to know that if he said this. Oh yeah, we don't serve snitches, yeah. or you, you know, we don't mess with no snitch. You get out yeah. of here, or you ain't buy nothing from me. We don't, I don't deal with snitches. This dude got and mad. It, this is the story we heard at first, and he went, got yeah. his gun, came back, killed this dude. That makes sense. This other and, thing where he just randomly killed this guy. No, that don't yeah, make cause sense. Because he, he, he got jealous because his his rap success. He been rapping for a nah, while. Hell no. He, no, nah. but but then now they remember that remember they both supposed to have been Crips, and then you remember that. Come on, man. They was this story. This story don't mean it. It's supposed. No, that, it's makes, a bunch that of makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. that makes sense. But that guy, and, uh, that, uh, they got he was on Instagram supposedly on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, hey man, y'all losing my name. I ain't the one that did that. I ain't do this. I ain't do something. That's supposedly, man. It, it's. It's so much stuff. Like see, I that's now. Oh, okay, after the fact, his lawyer's done already done told him this is what you need to do, uh, get you a defense together. And so now who's defending him? This guy, Christopher Darden. Christopher Darden. <laughs> he, he married Marsha Clark. Nobody talked about that. He married that ugly white woman who so they were both trying to prosecute O.J. Simpson. And I don't know if he's still married to her or not. but I'm she, not sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and see, this is his way to get back in the claim of fame from OJ again. Yep. But they tried to, to make this guy into a Tupac, and Tupac really didn't deserve to be made into what he was made into either. Ooh. But uh, Bro, you they tried to make this dude you, into you a it too, Tupac. Huh? You said it too. You you just hit it. They making him out of. What well, all this too, but now y'all been hearing. I'm like, what the hell, brother? Yeah. I'm you, bro, they had a, a little picture, man. They compared him with Hollis and Lassie and this and that. Like, what nah. the hell is you doing, bro? Yeah. It's yeah, like bro. Chief Rabbi was saying earlier about how he was not an authentic black man from America. How he was, he was mixed. And I watched that um, thing about him on, um, you know, to see what he was about and mm-hmm. about his life and how he, you know, came from hustling and then trying to sell T-shirts and stuff and then having to 
find that building and start selling stuff out of and learning how to do business the right way. And so he started doing business the right way and all that. that, Except for when he got the businesses, he did get locked up because the people did come in there and raid the store, and then he got locked up. And so he got out. He got another store later. He got the other store. And so he had two stores, you know, on the same strip. And so they were still selling weed and stuff in the back and a little syrup or something, you know. And so that's why he worried about snitches. Now, if he was doing something legal, he wouldn't have nothing to worry about. But he's still doing a little sly stuff. People like people from the hood, they want a little weed or, uh, oh, I think they would sell little pills or something. But uh, that's about it. Like, he would do these little things and then get, you know, of course, the the, the, the narcs did get wind of it and then come in there and read it and see what they're doing and find out, well, he got these pills or he got some weed and they selling this too, you know, on the low. And they get charged for the weed and all this and stuff. So whatever the case is. Yep. And see, bro, see, now you touching on some. Now you touching on something I was saying earlier. Okay, even if they stopped the gang back, because remember they had a truce. The gang members had they had a truce before, but they always they kept on selling the drugs. So he can, yeah, they might stop the the banging on each other, but they still gonna keep. How they gonna still get their money? Still gonna sell their drugs? They still gonna do this other stuff? They still mm-hmm. they they not opening up the business like they like he was doing. They talking about he had hotel property. He was opening up this. He was opening, they, but you know like, he was doing it. It wasn't that the black community, what we call so called African Americans, it wasn't nobody else doing it. See, they keep out like what he was doing, and they're still making our savior. This is what our savior. He did so much for the community. What the hell were y'all doing for y'all self? That's the that's the part that gets me, and it always leaves somebody that's not, you know, foreigners that come in our neighborhood that always own all the property. That's what we're saying. Go ahead, brother. Did you see that? I didn't mean to cut you off, and I apologize, brother. Are you good, brother? Sometimes I'm excited. I know we we just a minute. We good though, anyway. Okay, I want to just say this quickly that um, did you see that when they were showing about his life and they were in the store where he had the store, his father in there. Did you see the clip where his <laughs> father was talking? I'm glad. Okay. So you his saw the thing. You caught that, didn't you? His you father sound it. like a, his father sound Indian or something, right? He got it like a kind of an Indian kind of an accent, right? And so his yeah. father and then his brother really looked weird. Like, if you never turn the volume up and you just looked at the brother, the brother looked Pakistanian. Now, when you turn the volume back up, you hear him talk. Okay, he sounded like he's from the hood. So you were listening, but you would be like, yeah. wow, here's, here's a dude been transplanted from wherever he's from. And a lot of times you would see a lot of people like that in the hood, but not necessarily somebody that looked like a Pakistanian type person or Indian type person yes, he, they mostly look mostly closer to black but this type dude right here his brother nipsey looked more black but you could still tell that he was not you know if he never would braid his hair or something you could say well he's not 
he, you could tell he was a little different yep. than the rest of the black people. You could see he wasn't like from yes, sir. like the same kind of skin type or or even phenotype all the way. Like you could tell he was a little different. Now, yes, sir. Like his his brother had a big nose, and black people don't have these kind of big type of rounded nose like his. They got like a pickle nose, and he was lighter skinned. He looked more Indian. His brother Pakistani yeah. or Indian looking. And 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 he looked like Humpty Dump, like um, what's the dude like Shock G, like yeah. Humpty Dump. Yeah, he looked more like him with the big nose and the glasses and all like that, and his hair, you know. <laughs> um, so it, from what I was seeing, like his father, being though he had that, you know, that foreign thing going, his he probably was able to help his son get his businesses going, because he said that yeah. yeah, he see that his son want to do something with himself. So he probably helped him, and and so you see his father was in there working too, but his brother yeah. really looked looked way different. Like, and then you could tell like if he grew up in the hood, he got the hood mindset. Like this is really how yeah. these Crips and all these people really think and believe. So he had that whole mindset, but he didn't have to yeah. really do that what he was doing. He could have left, but he made enough money and he was getting enough money. He could have just not came and was doing that, but he wasn't doing nothing wrong by doing what he was doing. Only thing he did wrong was just didn't do business right one day when he got somebody mad and they came back and did something because their mental health wasn't straight and they did something they shouldn't have did by killing Nipsey the way they killed him because they didn't keep their mental health in, in check. And a lot of times brothers be going through a lot. They suffer from poor mental health. And anything could trigger your brother to go off, especially disrespect. And you feel disrespected, man, you liable to kill somebody, man, because you've been through so much as a black man in America. Man, one thing could trigger a black man to just go the heck off. One thing. So I try to keep but, myself cool all the time. Yeah. That's it. Well, it's, it's, it's some other stuff to this. Like that. I said, I, I don't, I ain't gonna throw out no conspiracies, but it's some other stuff to this though. And uh, another thing, uh, if you see, if you look at, I send day that you look up his picture, of his mom when they went at the Grammys, uh, when they got nominated for a Grammy, but they show it him, his mom. He tell me his mom is African American. Okay, y'all look at his picture at his mom, but I leave it alone. Now here's another thing. They said he was. Let me throw just throw this out. Y'all might say it's a conspiracy. Y'all ain't got to listen to Culture Freedom no more if you want to. We don't give a damn because we're going we gonna to spit. We're going to tell what we're going we gonna to spit this truth out. Y'all can figure it out your own self. Now, here's again. He was, and I had a Mason send me something earlier. Talking about a Mason. Had said something about this was a Masonic. Uh, he said it was a Masonic, which we already had knew and looked at. But he said this was a Masonic connection thing. I'm trying to find it. What he had sent me he was telling about it. He said this is uh, God damn. He said I got to hurry up. We ain't got too much time. He said this is this is something from the Zionist Jews is controls the media. He said I was a Mason. All of this is a situation. All of this situation is Masonic. And he was talking about how he died at 33 on the third month, uh, on the 31st day. Now, you, you pay attention to me. This brother was going back and forward on some stuff. And uh, I'm saying, I don't really get into the, too much of this conspiracy. I know how y'all are, how sensitive y'all is. is. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, be honest. You know, like, y'all in mourning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they in mourning. But check this out, bro. He died at 33. Let me give you something right fast. He died at 33. Three and three, we know it's six. He was so-called shot six times, 
and they make sure they keep saying highlight he was with the rolling 60s Crip game. What we got? 666. And I know people say, oh, ain't no such thing as 66. They all go. Well, okay. Just throw, just throw that out there. And then what happened? April the, well, it was what? March the 31st. The next day, everybody started highlighting it on what? April Fool's. I'm just giving y'all something. April Fool. There's some stuff out there. I, I ain't gonna touch. I ain't gonna throw it out here on this radio. I'm just gonna let y'all handle it. But there was some stuff, well, man. You know, I had revelations like that, that it told me some things, stuff. Things yeah, like I that happen some, with numbers. You right, man. But because, I got some revelations. Uh, I'm telling you, brother. Just I was man laying there getting up before I can get up for work this morning. I kept having some revelations. Said some ain't right, but I ain't gonna tell y'all the word that came to me. Like, all right, well, bring it, bring it back mother. this weekend. But. With this other brother, he putting it out on Facebook, and, that, and not just Facebook. Y'all just going go on YouTube and look at some stuff. To how somebody else saying they breaking it down, they showing videos and everything. I ain't gonna say it, but I kept wondering why the hell am I? Why to give a damn about this? Why so and so? Cosmos do relate with numbers. Them numbers could be true and, and, and right because he was, you know, doing. Stuff that wasn't on God's side in a lot of ways. So that's and remember he had, satanic thing. Now he had a tattoo on his face called God Rise on his tattoo. But another and thing, like we're saying, if you, if you ain't living according, now remember they got Ethiopian Jews over there. Ain't saying his father was. We don't really know. But it was his father was. Seeing if you're supposed to be living in accordance with Yahshua Allah and you run his steel because remember that. You, I don't know if you watch some of his videos, his music, and all of this stuff, he, the image and stuff, he still promoting that music. You gonna the, the Quran? I mean, not the Quran. The Torah say you will be taken out. You will be spread. So hey, I'm just throwing some stuff out. So he had them white people putting up his commercial. I remember what Chief Rabbi was saying. Those white he had what well, he was paying the white people to do his commercial. And, and they all had of them all the white people and all this yep. high culture out in Cali type there lifestyle for his clothes. People uh, live way out there, or, or none of those white people shop at Crenshaw, Crenshaw in the store, uh, any of that. So why were they being used? Because the white people was putting up their false images to promote something for the hood, which was false, which wasn't and he, correct. And he charging them out the frame. He talking about he doing he selling one mixtape, seat one a hundred a hundred dollars for a mix CD. I seen some he had with Jay Z them was doing some. He's selling T shirts, a one T shirt, a hundred dollars. Sucking the community yeah. dry. Y'all crazy as hell. Yeah. Sucking them dry, bro. But see, a lot of people who do that, like your Bible, wherever you was just reading, it'd be on point, man. I've seen people go down for doing that, man, for being blood suckers to the community of their own people. And I've seen people like that taken out by the creator. Yep. 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 And then he, you know. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.